0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chase Doesn't Know Podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for downloading and listening to these podcasts. A huge shout out and thank you again. I've thanked them a number of times, but I can't thank them enough to my guests for this episode of the podcast um, I've never done a podcast with six people, uh, plus Carl at one time. So scheduling it was probably a headache for them. And they also sacrificed a rehearsal time on a Sunday afternoon to do a podcast. So thank you to all the members of the band. Uh, really appreciate it. And for you listening, I know you are going to be excited about listening to this episode with Karma and the Killjoys, a fantastic band from right here in Baton Rouge, um, kind of a a kind of a crazy story of how I ended up asking them to be on the podcast which we kind of hint at a little bit in the episode but uh, a friend of mine Mr. Johnny invited me to see them last summer at their first show and it was awesome it was amazing loved it some of you might have actually been there and if you haven't they have some shows coming up that you should definitely check out they have some songs on Spotify Uh, You'll hear about all that as we get into the episode, but again, thank you to Rain, Sydney, Sophia, Thomas, Tim, and Michael, and Johnny, of course. Thank you all so much for being so accommodating and being up for doing this crazy episode. Like I said, there's eight people, including me and Carl, on this episode, so uh, bear with us a little bit. Carl is an amazing professional. I am not. Uh, The band are professionals. I am not. So the quality is going to be good. But uh, might be a little chaotic. Stick in there with us. And there might be some singing happening. I'll stop talking. Thanks for downloading this episode with Karma and the Killjoys. I've got like a few kind of basic questions, you know, sure. how did you start, like all that stuff, but this, we're, we're kind of in the space, right? Where yeah. a lot of action has happened, mm-hmm. which is cool. Thanks, Johnny, for that. What's, um, what's kind of y'all's, I, I guess when like, you get here on Sunday afternoons, what do y'all do? I mean, we were just setting up and there was like music happening and singing and harmonies <laughs> and pianos and it's just like amazing, no effort. So what, what's, what do y'all do when y'all first get here to start practice, I guess?
1: well first just, things, just let it rip first or things what? first i actually don't get to use that beautiful piano very much because you can't really hear it <laughs> right. typically when, when we Michael's all start playing jamming yeah. we got multiple amps on drum kit just just blasting typically can't hear it so i bring my keyboard too we all just set up talking uh hard to get us to stop talking but then eventually <laughs> when everyone's set up we just like start playing the songs, whatever we need to work on that day. Recently, we've been working on new songs, so we kind of put some old ones to rest for a little bit. We just running through new songs, just repeating it until we like feel pretty good about it. Going over weird parts, yeah. Anyway. But we
2: do we do begin with refreshments, which is a very important, very uh, important foundational yeah. you know stone yeah. for the band. Um, Johnny keeps a fridge stacked with ginger ale.s <laughs> And so Solid. you typically a rehearsal will begin with who wants a ginger ale? Who's going to get the ginger ales? At what point is it safe to leave the space and go get the ginger ales? Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Very right serious. On. Very Sweet. important. Yeah.
0: So y'all we're have... We're not
1: sponsored by ginger ale. We're not. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we <laughs> yes. should... Canada Drive. Yeah, right? it, it is we Canada Drive.
0: Does anybody here Canadian? No? Uh,
3: <laughs>
1: so
0: y'all not. have... Uh, what's like the like writing... You could work it on new music. How does that work? Does... I mean, I just know like you play piano amazingly, and Thanks. all three of y'all sing. And just from what I know a little bit, and what Johnny said, sounded like y'all were kind of piecing things together. And then the guys for support, incredible as they are, which we'll get to. So what's that? Mm-hmm. So does it start with you? Does everybody kind of collaborate for a song? Yeah. Or? So
1: it's 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 really kind of an interesting thing because like we have three different songwriters, and for the most part, we write songs separately. Like. at at its core foundationally so if Sophia writes a song it is going to be her words her melody and then she sends it to me and then I take her words and her melody and add a piano underscoring to it which kind of sets the tone for how the song Mm -hmm. is going to feel and from there I'll send it to these guys and they will taking that feel and taking those chords put their own spin on it and that's where a lot of the rehearsal process comes in because we have to figure out how to make, you know, everything fit right and get the feel mm-hmm. right and so a lot of that hashing out comes in rehearsal.
0: Cool. Cool. So whenever so at the show that I went to like, like if you're singing probably you wrote the lyrics if Sydney's singing mm-hmm. or Sophia's singing they For probably For the most wrote, part, okay. yeah. Cool. A few cool. exceptions right, in yeah. the song, right on. Cool. Right. I will say too whenever I talked you the first with you the first time, you asked me would the podcast be like just me, or like with everyone? I said I don't, whatever is easier. Whatever is, I don't know if we can get everybody at the same time, which we did. But uh, but you were like, we should probably do it with everybody because mm-hmm. there's other people in the band that like know a lot more about music than me. Yes. Which I thought was which I thought was I really cool. I will say cool. that
1: time and time again because it's so <laughs> true. Which is wild too
0: because the at the show it's just and even when Johnny first told me that he said I was like, what's kind of the vibe before I had heard you guys? He was like, it's like piano rock. And so I was like, okay. So I went to the show and you're just like slinging it. The guitars are wailing. Uh, (laughs) So I thought that was pretty cool that you were complimenting, which they are amazing. But so, all right. There's like a million ways. We've got six people. I'll try to like (laughs) do my best here. But I'm super uh, interested in the drums because uh, like uh, at the show, whenever we were watching the show and then a couple of the videos I've seen, it's like you're a master. So how long have you been playing? How long he have you been is. playing and how do you look so how do you make it look so easy doing it? Like mm. in the groove and tell me about that. Um, so a lot
4: of it's like pretending to be <laughs> com- like, uh I started playing drums in about sixth or seventh grade when I first got a drum set and I joined like my middle school band. Okay. But before that, when I was like four years old, I would just gather every single like basketball and football and soccer ball in the house and arrange it like a drum set, <laughs> nice. and then watch videos of Keith Moon from The Who. And I would just, whatever he did, I would just do it on those little basketballs that I had. That's cool. So that's kind of like my start. Okay. Um, And kind of like Rain said, like uh, coming up with the drum parts, by the time we get the recording of the piano with the vocals, the song is pretty much done. (coughs) So all it is is like almost like just sliding your part underneath the rest of the music to fit. So... um, a lot of it may be looking easy is because like they do a great job writing the songs and kind of setting it up that way. My parts are just there to accompany what's already there, you know? Okay, cool. And I hide my hair, my face with my hair a lot. So you <laughs> can't see the nerves. So if it right. looks
0: like flawless, that's the only reason. should rock and roll technique. Yeah. yeah, it definitely yeah. does not look nervous. Um, and the drums are like the core of the music, right? Like they drive yes. to keep things it together. Does.
1: Obviously he's being insanely humble because I feel like drums, really set the tone for the song like just how it feels that's what you like tap your toe to right. it's what you headbang to like it's 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 just like it, I can't explain it well, but like it's it's so much more than just sliding under underneath it. But I mean, I'm glad we all feel feel pretty good about it. For the
0: record, <laughs> you mentioned that like middle school you started or earlier than that. Mm-hmm. But y'all are I get y'all are all are y'all all close in age like early twenties ish. We're all in the twenties yeah. oh, except for, uh, maybe oh! except for maybe Michael right here.
5: <laughs> Old
2: man, Michael. You're not older than me though. I guarantee. You.
0: I'm 31. Okay, I'm 33. So yeah, I'm not quite.
2: <laughs> just, just an even you know decade difference from our youngest to her. <laughs> (laughs)
0: nothing wrong with that carl's 42 so
2: good job carl
6: sorry Sorry, carl you look really good for 42 that's very nice still (laughs) move (laughs) well. i'm
0: 31 me and you were (laughs) okay you Uh, get around hilarious y'all are so funny (laughs) that is interesting well uh, maybe we come back to it well i am curious what there is a difference between 31 and like 22 I don't want to get too deep. I don't want to get too big of the uh, deep questions like you were saying. But, uh, so you, so what's, uh, how do you feel mel, you know, gelling in with these guys musically? I mean, y'all all all get along great just from the two seconds of y'all, which is great. But like musically is, is there any change of dynamic or is it, you just kind of lose yourself when you're with them? And Uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm curious.
6: Well, I, the, the age doesn't necessarily. I mean, everybody in this band is is extremely talented, you know, and, and that's there's there's no denying that. And so, like Thomas is saying, there are infinite ways of of putting a drum beat behind it, but what he does is for the song, and like and, and that it all has clicked in that way from the beginning, and that's what I love about like it's just the challenge of this because, you know, generally I ha- I'll have or in some of the other bands in the past, just like larger roles in the writing experience. But this is, I get given, uh, you know, the, the bare bones of the skeleton, and then I can do whatever I want with it. So cool. I still have artistic and creative freedom, but there's a, you know, I, you can do infinitely anything with it. And so how do you make the song stand out? How do you, you know, make the rhythms or whatever is happening, you know, on the piano mostly, stand out not take away from it not be overbearing you know and like all of these things and everybody just does it fantastically in this band and so it's kind of just clicked in that way um i'm not sure if that even answered no, that that's in any way shape or form but, perfect. Uh,
7: can i interject real quick i have not been to a show i don't know what everybody but. plays i know i'm a loser yet drummer <laughs> what do you play guitar guitar mm-hmm. bass and bass okay bass. so there's and then what, what are you ladies i'm assuming rain you piano, play piano
1: and, and vocal
7: and do y'all play anything? Are y'all just singing?
1: I, I clap. We we oh, are hey, singers. I'm not
7: saying just singing. I'm sorry. I can't sing. So it's okay. y'all, say, y'all do you? But I've been
2: sitting curious. on a kazoo solo for a long time. <laughs> Principal
6: yeah. yeah. hey, songwriting all happens. Guys, on no, this, on what, this couch. on this yeah. couch. Songwriting couch. Yeah. There's a yeah. reason they're on the couch and we're on chairs. Right. <laughs> and I thought it was cool. You know, like early on, they made it a point. Like every one of them writes. And so there's, you know, you can take your. Uh, they, they have endless amounts of voice memos of of the bare bones, even if it's not. On a piano, it is the structure, the main melody, and the rhythm of a song that's bare bones, and so all of them are songwriters, and so I thought it was great that you made it a point to rotate, you know, and not have (laughs) 10 of yours, one of Sydney, you know, Mm -hmm. and and whatever. It's So, you're just getting, you know, a fully, equally amalgamation of everybody's, you know, creative talents, and it's it's cool. It's been great.
0: That is really cool. Uh, So, I'm curious... A lot of the pod, I've done probably like 24 of these podcasts mm-hmm. and I kind of started it to get better at talking with people, but also because mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by a lot of things people do. One of which, as an example, my good friend of mine is a chef and I tell him like, you can just go in a kitchen and like some magic happens and then you come out and you've got this thing, which is similar to songwriting mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. it's like because I play guitar and like have done some music stuff in the past, but, <laughs> uh, and like I, we play uh, church music, which is great, it's fun, but it's a lot simpler than rock and roll mm-hmm. and we don't write songs or I don't. So as per the magic, what is, or maybe we could start with Sydney if you're up, does it just like pop in your head? Is it actual magic that happens or do you sit down and like what's kind of, how, do you, how does that happen?
3: It really depends on the day, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I struggle sometimes with like forcing myself to sit down and finish something that's like popped into my head while I was driving, I actually find that I write best whenever I'm not supposed to be doing it.
6: Like if I'm at work,
3: I've got 30 different songs popping up in my head. If I'm driving, I am writing songs usually on my phone here and there, like pulling up voice memos and like talking lyrics into my phone. But um, it's really, it's not something that just like comes to you so much after like the first, at least for me for the first few months, it felt like very natural and it was one after another after another and then it, you realize that there's more work to it. You have to sit down with these things and actually flesh them out. Cause I get mainly songs in pieces and then I have mm-hmm. to kind of stitch them together mm-hmm. and make sure like this works as a pre-chorus, this works as a chorus, this works as a verse. How does this verse match the second? Or is this gonna be like an A part, B part song? Or You know, it's just like trying to figure out structurally how that's going to relate to an instrument, and usually because I play some piano, I will like put chords to it to some degree, or on guitar or something, just to accompany myself, and then send that to Rain, and then they kind of the magic happens there, in my opinion.
0: (laughs) Cool. Yeah, Yeah, I would
3: would say that uh, there's like two categories in songwriting that
2: I I normally fall into, sort of like what you were talking about, like the Frankensteining a song. Where it'll be like, oh my gosh, this is oh yeah.
0: No, keep going. Her mic stand. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> like a
2: like a pre-chorus will come in or a chorus, you know, of, of a specific song, um, and then it just it just ends, and you're like, okay, this is gonna exist on voice memos or you know notes app for a long time, <laughs> and then and then a year later, you're like, oh, um, uh, Galileo needs a pre-chorus. Oh, this th- this is it, perfect. Um, and then I think the other one is just. My, in my experience, my best songs or those songs that I've been most proud of have kind of come in, in, in one piece, in a single swoop. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, you know, and then you have to drop everything and sit down and record it. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm the only one out of the three songwriters who is not like instrumentally trained. I don't play anything. Um, I am practically illiterate in the terms of how to actually <laughs> like, translate music. So everything I write is by ear. Um, so, you know, either catch the whole thing while it's flying past you or you, you mm-hmm. know, you, you squeeze out a little bit and you're like, that's a good, that's a good inch.
0: <laughs> so the, that makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. but there's also like a little magic I think in there because y'all are saying... That you'll have the voice memo and like record something All or like right. or jot things out, but what is I, that? I
2: like, will send Rain a completely acapella version of a song. You know, it'll have like a melody. It'll have me going, me going bump
1: bump bump bump. Bum, she does that a lot. Seriously, and it helps Drums because hello. sometimes it suggests instrumentation. Like cool. maybe I can't tell if she's picturing a fluid, flowy background mm-hmm. or something very. Uh, syncopated, oh and if God. she does little bum 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 in between, <laughs> then I kind of get a feel yeah, for yeah. what and she does. So, sometimes I'll just stop singing, I'll
2: go, and then this part, all oh, the, oh, the guitar is gonna come in, it's gonna go crazy, it's gonna
5: no. go crazy. <laughs> yeah. you know. Crazy. The best thing I've
3: ever heard Sophia say was she requested that Rain play a song locomotively.
5: Locomotively. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, uh, like a, you know, like a
3: train. <laughs> I don't even remember which song it was. I don't remember. I, I, don't remember I do that. not remember which song, it, but it was in my car. My,
2: my notes, driving home. My note to Rain was like, can you make it sound like a train? And Rain was like, a sure. train?
5: <laughs> sure. 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 Okay.
0: The, uh, I think uh, since I play a little music, I can kind of sit down and piece things together that mm-hmm. sounds like it could be, if someone is dumb, they could mistake it for perhaps a melody no. or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> But that doesn't give, you know, that's got some musical... Um, content to it when you mm-hmm. do something like that, play something on the guitar, rip even like a slap bass line, like that's got content to it. Uh, but it's not in the English language, so lyrics. Uh, I mean, it, it, is lyrics poetry that's on top of melody, or me, do, yeah. do you kind of have a kernel of something that you? That's kind of the magic I was asking about. We there. when you whip out the voice memo, if right. you're if you're like saying or write or. Jotting down lyrics, what's it based on?
3: Um, usually, me overthinking for a long time and like needing to get it out and put it somewhere. Um, I think like something that we all have in common is we all feel things very deeply, you know, in our lives. And like a lot of times, like there's no place for all of those feelings to go other than in a phone notes, like literally, like in a little poetic form of that. and Then you can kind of piece together whatever jumbled thoughts you put in that phone notes and then you can make a song out of it. Sometimes you can't, but I think like the words themselves really just come from uh, a place of like, for me anyway, like psychoanalyzation of like myself and situations that I'm in and of other people. And sometimes it's just pure storytelling. Sometimes I'm just daydreaming. But for the most part for me, I find that it's just like sitting there or like being in a position where I am forced alone with my thoughts for too long and they have to go somewhere.
0: Cool, that's fascinating.
3: Maybe, yeah,
2: yeah. like, m- maybe it's a difference in, in training, too. But, like, for me, I it's very difficult for lyrics to come separately from music. Usually, for me, if I'm hearing something, it's, it's the full melody and line at the same time. Um, it's very rare that I have a melody and I'm trying to fill in words. Um, and I don't know if that's just... That's so interesting.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'm a mix of both of you guys. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes in kind of what you were talking about when it comes in one fell swoop. For me, when it comes in one fell swoop, it's both. It's Mm -hmm. the melodies and the lyrics. But honestly, that's more rare most of the time. I'm a little more like Sydney where the words will come first and I know what I want it to feel like. Mm -hmm. And because I know I want it to feel like, I'll eventually gain the melody from that, right. so it's kind of like it hints at it before it's like really there. It's, it's so cool. more rare that I have those moments mm-hmm. where they come hand in hand, but it's always really fun when that does happen because right, you're yeah. like, ooh, two birds with one stone. I think it's
2: also because like I can't, I don't have the natural ability to tool around with anything, you
3: know. So like if I don't, if it's not in my head already, then it's there's nowhere else harder it's to get rough. there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kind of have to be wary of anything that comes in one full swoop because then I'm like, is this plagiarism? <laughs> yeah, where did I get this from?
0: Right. That's really cool, and I like you use the phrase how you want it to feel. Yeah, um, I was it, One of the last episodes I did was with, with an author. She wrote, has written fantasy novels, and one of the questions that I ask her, which I now pose to you mm. all, anyone who would like to answer, is... Uh, you know, you watch a movie or you hear, even hear a song or read a book, of course, and you're you know, you're know, engrossed in it and then whatever the actor, I mean, the character is experiencing, it's like, you know, you start crying different mm-hmm. points or you're laughing, that sort of thing. And that's one thing that fascinates me and I asked her about is when, in order to write a good piece of content, music, movie, whatever, people have to engage with it. If not, it's boring and, it's, I guess, not good. Air quotes are good. Uh, <laughs> So how do you do that? Like If you feel something and then you want the audience to feel something when you're performing, or especially when you're writing a song, how does that happen? That's a, der- that's a terrible Ooh. question to ask, I guess, but. Hypnosis. Do you- okay, hypnosis is right. <laughs> Force them to believe.
1: <laughs> no, it's a good question. Yeah, it is a good
8: question. Feel with me.
4: It's a hard question. I think
1: a lot of it is just
2: honesty. Yeah. Yeah. If if something feels true to you, it, it will feel true to someone else. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think where the translation happens is is if it was real. Mm-hmm. And then people will see that. And even mm-hmm. if they haven't necessarily felt exactly what you felt, they have felt something similar and they relate to it through that. You know, everybody mm-hmm. has their lens mm-hmm. and so it's like you can't exactly ever make someone see something exactly your way. And I think that's the beauty of it, is that no one will see your song the same way. And I that's my mm-hmm. favorite part. Yeah. That's cool. That's <laughs> a cool
0: yeah. thought. Yeah. So I'm not gonna experience the song the same way you guys. It stays Yeah. Yeah. All right yeah. Way. yeah. 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 Pitch in, anybody.
6: I was, yeah. I was. Just, I mean, it's, it's kind of exactly what they're saying. Like genuine art is can genuinely be felt. Yeah, you know, and and that's why you play a couple shows and you have a, a demographic of people that will come because they feel your art. You know, whether you're a painter or a musician or whatever, and it, it's the same thing. You target know. audience. Yeah.
5: 13 to
6: Someone will be out there to relate to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Young females. I don't know. <laughs> is that yeah. was the I was like we're, we're I'm not we're, a young female I
0: love
8: We I think it we, speaks to a lot of different Yeah, we,
2: we have yeah. a we have a large pool of like
1: middle school girls
2: who are fans.
8: Nice. Yeah. So.
1: That uh, is awesome. We yeah. were recently we had to we have like we we couldn't do it but we were recently asked to play a prom and
5: I <laughs> oh, wanted to oh,
0: so
1: yeah. badly. Oh, I was awesome. like that would have literally been so fun.
0: That would be. And that I was, hate that
1: we had to say no cuz we had like something else but uh that is kind of
0: like you, in those coming of age type movies. Those are always the coolest proms. That have yeah, right like man what? No, no, no. No. It's so really fun. <laughs> no. um, I okay. I, I do want to change to like less. I'm going to keep using the air. I think you said heavy questions earlier. But, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> I think I think Sophia just said like if you feel it, people will feel it. Which. Not to blow smoke, because y'all are, j- are here right now. Mm-hmm. But one of the coolest things of seeing the show that that's the first show at the Shaw Center, uh, watching it was well, it all sounded fantastic. Like everything, everybody, I didn't hear a wrong note, off key, or anything at any point, which is great. They were there, but and they I have there. a similar, <laughs> yeah. they weren't. Shut up. but through all of that, I could tell. That you especially, but all three of y'all and everyone, sorry guys. Uh, (laughs) But you like really loved what you were doing, and it was like obvious to see y'all do that. And even though you know it was your first show, it wasn't your first show, I don't think, but kind of the first show, Carmen uh, Killjoy is like full blown.
1: Yeah, that was our first show. show. Okay,
0: we'll call it the first show. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to offend if y'all had (laughs) before, but so the first show, you know first show it's like butterflies i'm sure you had and all that stuff oh. but anyway this is a long-winded thing to say it was evident that you loved it and connected whenever y'all were doing that i thought it was really cool thank, thank you. you um thank you. and i think i got a question okay you're Better talking one. about the first show
7: how did y'all come together like how did how <laughs> oh, did this I was that at some point <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: i mean i didn't realize yeah. y'all
7: had just like just did your first show? Yeah, June twenty one, right? June.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. July. So y'all aren't it's, even a
7: year old.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. it was mainly from the pandemic that we hadn't played right at that point. Mm-hmm. So it was a yeah. long, long working we had a long up.
2: incubation period. Yes, for a lot of songwriting. Um,
1: but yeah, we well, the
2: three of us met uh, in the LSU theater department. We're all uh, seniors right now. Um, but Cindy and I have known each other for a minute longer. I met Cindy Myers at community theater. Uh, auditions or callbacks for Les Miserables in 2013. Yes,
3: she took my dream role. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I've I let, it, I let, I let it go. It's and fine. I remember yeah. I remember she was like the
2: most, one of the most talented people I'd ever seen in my entire life and I was immediately incredibly jealous. So the idea that years later we we're like, you know, best friends and I get to work with you and collaborate with you mm-hmm.
3: is so funny. Oh yeah, it's funny to you. It was yeah. not, it's not that funny to me because I thought we were friends back then. <laughs> it is recently like- a healthy like, competition. <laughs> it is recently, <laughs> come to uh, view that we were not. She no, did not like me. We, she not did not true. consider I, I us just friends. I said it was jealousy, it wasn't
2: anything. Mm. Nice,
0: I love this, keep going. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then, and,
2: then, and then so Rain had the dorm next door to me my freshman year at yep. LSU. Cool. Um, and we were all kind of just doing shows together. The theater department's very intimate. Mm-hmm. And we all sort of you know, fell into
3: friendship. We were hanging out one night in my dorm. Uh, in, in uh, East Laville Hall. I think it uh, was the first time that the three of us had ever been yeah. like, just us three in a room together. And, and it just, things got very That easy. is insane. The yeah. first time
1: we hung out, we started a band. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Why are, that's actually like so insane. That is insane. No, no also like the blind trust. Of, that like, is not going go normal. into business with these. I can go into <laughs> <laughs> That is absolutely not normal. There <laughs> no, was clearly uh, no like preemptive thought. Well, I do we were all very lonely, so Okay. <laughs> Oh my hey, god. when it works, it works. It's like When it works, like it works. Yeah, it was essentially like, we were just talking about our like experiences in different ways, and then Sophia was just like, talking about this very specific experience that happened to her, she was like, you know what, I actually wrote a song about this like forever ago, I don't really write songs, but like I wrote this song, and we were like, oh, interesting, okay, cool, you wanna like, sing it for us? <laughs> I was like, no, I couldn't, okay, well. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so of course she did, and I was like, I was like, kind of like, wait, I feel like I could hear like a piano part behind that. Like, I do. Would you mind? Like, and the rest could I, was like, history. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <And> the rest is <laughs> literally the rest is like, history. I, cool. I knew I, knew, like, I played piano, but I was, I was like, yeah, OK. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then during comes back and she's like. <gasps> and so then it was just, yeah, just started. That's literally yeah. how it started. Um, cool. And then we met these these lovely lads along oh. the way. Mm-hmm.
0: And so that when did you so when did you say y'all were first in the dorm together? So doing that was that?
1: 2019. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. three March, years spring, ago. 2019, March, 2019,
0: 2019. So cool. And so I'm sure, i guess y'all were just like
1: Actually it was February 19th.
0: All the time together that singing and doing Yes, sort yeah.
1: Of for a long time it was just us. Um and we like we played our first like little show together. It was just the three of mm-hmm. us at a piano. Nice. And just for our, <laughs> our friend group, yeah. it was like 20 people. It was literally um, my, the place <laughs> I worked had a grand piano, and I snuck everybody in. <laughs> we're yeah, like, we're gonna do show. <laughs> so we, play, we played yeah, a
2: few.
5: We
1: played a few little shows just the three of us, but we knew we wanted to find a full band mm-hmm. to accompany the the potential of the songs. You know, piano is just kind of like not enough at, at some at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, pandemic held us back a lot, but it was actually during the pandemic we are We are a pandemic baby because oh, it yeah. was it was actually during right at the beginning of the pandemic that I was texting these guys, well, not Tim, but um, <laughs> we were so lucky to get Tim uh, a little bit later. But I was, for the most part, I was texting them, and uh, then we started meeting here distanced, wearing masks, trying to (laughs) put songs together for no apparent purpose because there was no shows in sight. Uh Uh, So it was kind of sad, but we were, we never really like lost sight of it for sure. For a long time,
2: the band kind of existed as like a songwriting experiment collective. Um, because we were sort of like, yeah, we'll definitely
1: the SEC? Plan. <laughs>
2: yeah,
5: exactly.
6: Band name. Was well, doing um, a phone call, right? That like, kind of for KSU. That kind of like you.
1: Oh, absolutely, us, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was Johnny called me oh, yes. at KLSU. This is gold, please tell This is gold <laughs> because this yeah. is how you and I met yes, as well. Yes. What is with the KLSU it's phones magical. that <laughs> just links me to people in my life? Because both of you had no idea that you were calling me. Um, but yeah, I was just working at KLSU as a radio DJ and we take requests by call. And Johnny happened to call the station one day had no idea who I was, I didn't know who he was, and he was like, hey, I'm looking for local bands around. Uh, I wanna know about good local music, what do you know about that? And I was like, (laughs) ah, well, I know these, like a few, these two, few bands, I'm kind of in one if, I mean, I don't know, like if you wanted to, and he was like, send me, here's my number, send me, send me a song. And I was like, oh my God, wait, this is like sounding really official. This is like, I was really like uh, uh, afraid. And so I like sent him a few songs and he was like, piano, I have a piano, y'all come play for me. Nice. us three packed up one yeah. night, drove over, and we played Johnny. I think
3: the three songs we had at the time, three or four. I think yeah, it was it like, was like, like closer to seven. I'm not gonna lie. We no, played, we, we didn't we play played that the many. Early Anywhere on from three too. to seven
1: songs. We played a few songs. We might have had more, but yeah. we only played a few. I
2: think. Yeah. And then we like kept.
1: <laughs> Johnny wanted us back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kept
0: coming back. Yeah,
1: That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And, wow. He, he was, wow, well, yeah, yeah. Was well. so Johnny, and then Johnny found, Johnny knew Michael, Johnny found Michael, mm-hmm. and then I knew someone who knew Thomas, and yeah.
0: Cool. And are then you, both of
1: these two know Tim, so that's how. Solid. That's how we got him.
0: Gotta have the uh, firm foundation there, hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not to be too awkward, but uh, are y'all dating right now? Yes, correct. Yes. Nice. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. correct. I thought I yeah, gathered that. that it. I, I know, it thought I <laughs> gathered <laughs>
1: There were a lot of Fleetwood Mac jokes in the beginning. Um, Mac. Oh, yeah, because Rain had blue yeah. hair at the I time. I did have blue hair at the right. time, so and the they were to purple. A
0: bit to the <laughs> cool. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw it in. That happened that, <laughs> that time, happened so.
1: not long after the band happened. That was, so that happened like that. We are after also at pandemic completely. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. Got it. So it wasn't like uh, y'all were dating and it was like, Hey my boyfriend's gonna No, go it. Go oh, go we guys. were not. bandmates first. That's funny because we were
4: bandmates first. She texted me in April of twenty twenty, right?
6: Yeah, yeah To join yeah. the band April, My
4: 22. My other girlfriend Of like three and a half years Had just broken up with me Oh wow And like a month later Rain texts me And sends me the song The first single That we released Amelia And I listened to it And I was just like Ooh, this is good. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, and then I like kind of like forgot about it for a couple weeks. And then the day I sat down to go record like a drum demo to send it back, she happened to text me again that day, like, "Hey, you still interested?" And I was like, "I'm literally about to record it right nice. now." Nice. <laughs> and then I'm and then cry. we heard
1: it, and we were freaking yeah. out.
4: That's cool. We called it. We called it, uh, it Dramelia. Right? And,
5: then,
1: and then
2: once we got Michael, we called it Dramelia Tar. And <laughs> all we had was like the single
3: voice memo of a song that we've been playing for a year. Only I combined on the guitar and the you drums. Did it all I like a literally like took iMovie movie and, and like, like added just the audios and like put them together. together because we had nice. yet to
1: like meet right. up because right. of like. Covid, right, so right. it was like we were just making. So think, it I It was literally
6: like people passion. donating. It was almost. what it meant to play for me were like the audition pieces, yeah. sort yeah. of. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you I had no cla- idea. I had no idea how to run a <laughs> band close, at the time, but I was just following what I thought would be right. I was like, I feel like they should audition. Like, I feel like I should. We should audition these guys. Like, I don't know. And so I was like, here, here's a song. It's a really bad demo. It wasn't even to a metronome, so it was completely off tempo drums it? to was it it. it was so bad I mean, yeah you know.
0: yeah he's
5: saying
0: <laughs> he's, he's saying, trying to yeah.
4: be nice it was so bad yeah. he's saying yeah it was the it was bad i mean it wasn't too much i have from, a tendency like, to just like the song get and faster and like, oh,
1: no, faster if there's no so, tempo like i'll just start playing faster and faster and faster it's like a nervous that's thing yeah so but. here's a
0: here's a question do y'all <laughs> play at the shows with clicks no, no. so it's just you keeping them
1: he does not need that
0: no, right. clip, clip no machine. Machine. You're looking
6: at it. Click machine. Solid.
8: Right he is yeah. a yes. click machine. Yeah. Everything's sure. easy. That's for sure. Stop
1: <laughs> <That's, that's, that's laughs>
0: being so humble, Tom.
8: Yeah. So Everyone in the band is very rhythmically tight. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, as. I think. Yeah.
0: What's the What's the groove here between y'all? Like he's a this, better
6: so, guitar player than yeah, I am. He's oh, yeah.
4: one show with
0: us now. One show. So did you So did you know
8: anyone before you joined the band? I knew Michael. Okay. Um and I knew Thomas. A little yeah, bit. I
4: remember watching you play at like a daiquiri shop when I was eighteen with within the show. I was like, this man's really good at guitar. You. Like, I just <laughs> like, Were you drinking, young man? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but I just drink. remember going there with a friend, because uh, we have another mutual friend that also is also a drummer, okay. Troy. Troy Bougeois, he out. was he was playing <laughs> He was playing that night, because uh, he was in town and I saw tim play and i was like this guy's really good at guitar nice and then uh and then it wasn't it was i guess a couple months ago michael you were the one that mentioned like well now we need another bass player you're like mm-hmm. tim marshall and then the second michael mentioned tim i was like yes <laughs> <Yeah>. stamp <laughs> of approval but, but the
2: whole air was like
1: if we can get him <laughs> <It really laughs> we no, literally we, we didn't <laughs> we did not think that like we were unsure if, oh, yeah. if tim this. would be tim uh, uh, be down about the band it
8: was a mm-hmm. done deal when, the, when Michael called me because I was I had already heard their music um, I heard you know what they had already put out Amelia and uh, Fuzzy Socks and the first time I heard Amelia I was like this is amazing and I can't <laughs> believe this is coming out of Baton Rouge <laughs> there you go like, <laughs> I mean there's so much great talent in Baton Rouge amazing talent but you know it's a unique thing yep. amazing songwriting great musicians and uh, like no fluff like just like Amazing song. So I was stoked when Michael
6: hit me up. I oh man, you hit me. You messaged at some point. Like, this is probably why even he came to me because he was like, dude, I love that new song y'all just released. Yeah. Like, it's sort of, any it's chance awesome. I could comment on it? Yeah. I was doing that. <laughs> and so it's probably that that made me think, well, let me see if Tim can do it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have just assumed you were. I'm the glad most, to be a the part of it yeah. Yeah. We he were all pretty impressed
4: too Because you came to the first rehearsal Like knowing like seven of the
8: songs He literally pretty did it like, was, Pretty it down was already insane. How'd you do and that? And started it's with insane. the hardest Because the song that was the time for me I learned very well written okay. songs <laughs> <laughs> That's how I did it You know Everything is there in the songs already So um, I didn't have to Like you know Work out what I was doing I mean obviously There was already bass parts there But even for the songs that hadn't had defined bass parts yet. The songs are so well written and arranged that I didn't have to do any work on them. You know, I just found the place of the bass player. You know, I'm a guitar player first, but I've played bass a huge portion of my life too. And so I just, you know, found the role of where the bass fits in the songs and they're so well written and arranged that
0: it was easy cool yeah yeah you mentioned that uh like being from baton rouge but i think and you said it, it's just so unique because and which is definitely true because when johnny told me i was like well, you know what's the vibe he's like piano rock I said okay i don't i mean i know like rock and roll piano but then when i went to the show it was like oh it's like piano this <laughs>
5: right? it's
0: not what i expected I made it, but it really is like piano rock and roll uh-huh. which is a super cool vibe yeah um, yeah I'm curious. The do, do y'all like like jam out in the shows and stuff? Like, because usually bass and drums are kind of like bros. Or is oh yeah,
4: sure.
8: Of- I'm locking in completely. Yeah, to I, at Chelsea, yeah, it
4: give was him pretty some tight. space. Like, yeah. I, I felt like every time I hit the kick, it was like right with your fingers't yeah. yeah, it, nice.
8: Yeah, and again, I'm a guitar player first, but um, like, I've done enough playing bass in my life and played with a lot of great bass players. And so you know I'm understanding and aware of what the role of the bass player is. You know, so when you have an amazing drummer, an amazing guitar player, amazing songs, it's it's a breeze. You can rock like, out. Yeah, yeah, just lock in and yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: cool. All right, so let's get like super technical. What kind of drum kit do you play,
8: and how's it uh, set up?
0: It's a
4: Mapex Saturn Four, <laughs> okay. and my snare drum is a Yamaha. Uh, what is it? A Yamaha Recording Custom. 14 by six and a half brass snare drum.
0: 14 by six and a half, so that's yeah. 14 diameter, six and a half tall.
4: Yeah, if, if, yeah. Okay, it's uh, a pretty
0: tall one, right? It's like.
4: Yeah, it's, it's a little bit, deep. I feel like this, that's kind of the standard nowadays. Okay. The original standard was like the 14 by like five and a half, like okay. about this. Okay. And then the, most people now use like a six,
0: or like six and a half. It is it all like stock heads on the drums and stuff? Or do you of. Uh, have- it's funny, actually for a while,
4: like when I first started playing, when I first started gigging when I was younger, I was only playing in like metal bands, like nice. full on double bass. I What's your obsessed. favorite metal band? Uh, right now, <laughs> I've Never
0: heard of them, so I'm gonna look them up.
4: They're kind of scary, <laughs> but. <laughs> I that was, uh, oh, love metal. No, but I was a huge fan of like Avenged Sevenfold. Love Avenged. Sevenfold. And then I was, I fell in love with this band called Periphery. And love Periphery. One of their first albums, I think it was Juggernaut. Okay. That they, that was one of the first albums they didn't really use drum samples on the recording. And I found out that the kit he used to record was a Mapex Saturn Four. And so I was like, oh, I'm getting that kit then. Nice. And that's when we were actually riding around last night and like one of those songs came on. I was like, this is the drum kit that I bought. Like it's the same one. Um, And so I was always like going through like different drum heads too and sounds. Recently I switched, I actually went through like my pile of just old drum heads that I've had since I was in like high school. And I found that like these two really old ones, one of them is a really old Aquarian drum head that my drum mentor gave to me and it has the old logo like they don't even make the, this logo anymore and I put it on my floor time and I was like well this is this is it this is the <laughs> one i just to stop buying new heads and just start using old ones that's cool <laughs> um and then cymbals why I just use a mix I usually use, mainly use like Zildjian um Meinl and then I have a couple of dream cymbals if okay. you've I think ever heard, heard of that dream company symbols. I think
0: I heard yeah. of them before yeah
4: they're pretty nice because they're not as expensive but they sound just as good as like other brands so
0: do you have uh do you have like i'm trying to remember from i don't really remember but you have like two crashes and like a ride or what's yeah your... i generally, like you know
4: like hi-hat and then i have all my crashes are rides okay they're so all they're, the they're crash all rash and cry right. yeah i kind of just use them as as both right <laughs> but i generally have a hi hat a crash cymbal, a ride symbol and then sometimes i'll add another one okay if if i feel like i'm getting tired of doing a fill and then coming over here for the crash do you have three times or two one. two a 12 inch and a so how inch. does
0: the um because you get a lot of different dynamic you know like you mentioned the who earlier mm-hmm. like you know neil Pertz has got like from from rush not from the who yeah he has like a hundred <laughs> drums and stuff so how does the flavor of the? genre piano rock if we could name it how do you make it work with like uh the different vibe because even the songs that y'all have written that i've heard uh there's only three on spotify right still? correct okay. yeah. yeah huge bummer but there Definitely. was like y'all feel like maybe 10 <laughs> at the show or 12 i don't remember i
2: think it was i think it was 13 yeah it was a lot around there. which was yeah. incredible
0: uh but even those there was different feels throughout all of them mm-hmm. so how do you approach it um, well, I generally just listen to
4: the um, the energy of each different section of the song. Like when we get those like those demos with just vocals and piano, you can kind of hear like if the first verse is a little like softer if it's still building in, and you can feel the chorus is a little louder. And then a lot of times the second verse is a little more energetic or something like that, and then that combined with the rhythm of the piano and the vocals, mm-hmm. it kind of gives me the guide, like, okay, this is where I'm going to hit the kick and snare. Um, for instance, one of the songs we have is Meant to Play, and the recording of that song came out really well, so I'm really glad for that song to be released. Mm. Oh, yeah. um, mm. And I remember that song has this kind of like, I don't even know like, what genre it would be, that kind of like mm, Mm. It's like surf rock. on the, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> surf? It really, it really is like surf rock, <coughs> with, with like painted part. over with like a jazz uh-huh.
4: lounge. Yeah, so certified. like, it's like that kind of rhythm. And in the first verse, I can, I kind of keep it more, mm, mm, mm. but then the second verse is more energetic. So I start going to the toms. It's the same groove basically, uh-huh. but I just start hitting more drums and harder. And then I'll add in once it gets to the second half of the second verse, and it gets even more energetic. Then I finally add a cymbal in there, and I'm just crashing. So it's like I have a limited things to hit. Right. But I kind of like change it up to where it's like I'm never hitting the same thing the whole time the same way. Got it. That way it's kind of creating the illusion of like... The magic. The Neil Peart. Oh, he has a huge drum kit. Like, no, he's just like, you know, hitting it softer and then hitting it louder. (laughs) It's kind of like what
1: Michael was saying earlier about he plays for the song. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they Mm -hmm. all do that. But like, it can definitely speak to that. Like, he, he plays whatever the song needs mm-hmm. and it's crazy because I feel like us three like never know what the song needs mm-hmm. but then yeah. they just do and they do it and you're yeah. like, that's exactly what it needed. No, literally, yeah. <laughs> It's like I, put I it write
6: something right and right hand, I never know how it's yeah. gonna
3: sound but they figure it out for me. Yeah,
1: it's I
6: like, like ex- I
3: only do, do, do like the bare bones and they're like, okay, we're gonna figure out what genre nice. it is now. <laughs> yeah, literally. Some
8: of that I'm sure comes from um like working in orchestras and stuff and yeah. understanding like, you yeah, know, dynamics wise and that and arranging. Mm-hmm.
4: Playing and playing different percussion instruments as well. Yeah.
8: Because um, when I was in college,
4: I wasn't really doing drum set. It was percussion performance. So I was doing four mallet, marimba, timpani playing, classic snare. And it's kind of like what you said. Like the, those little like those moments in the orchestra where you're waiting 250 measures yeah. to hit like kind of crash. <laughs> but when that. you do hit it, you're like, that's all I needed. It needed 19. one. It's an arranger's yeah. mindset, yeah. You know? okay. Knowing, like, So it's like one part. of those things. And also, what really helped, um, I have. I can't even count how many friends have told me over the years, like, okay, you like classic rock, but you've never listened to, like, the Beatles. And then, so, like, I remember mm. right before we went into Dockside, I went through all of their discography, and I was like, oh, I get why people like the Beatles now. Nice. And I kind of went, in there with like this, like, almost like a Ringo mindset. Yeah. Like just like, there's so many songs, he's not even hitting a symbol. He's it literally it just hitting. It wasn't until
6: Dockside
4: that just yeah. really went yeah. into yeah, the Yeah, it, it was like two weeks, befe- it was two yeah, weeks before crazy, that I, I finally went through and listened I, to all their just, albums. I changed by, him.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I influenced him.
4: Yeah, you were the last yeah. one and then and then Johnny Zerang showed me a live video of them singing Help mm. and I was like, it's so good. Like yeah. them live, you know. And then I got yeah. obsessed with Revolver. I still listen to oh, it. I don't every know if you guys, the best ever heard album. You and Troy it's pretty bad. As a Beatles I disagree. No, I
3: literally enough. talked so much crap about the Beatles, like just to <laughs> piss Rain off, like early on in the band. And she, she changed me over the summer
1: between. Nice. I was like, Hey, but have you ever heard Revolver? It's literally, Revolver, and soul. I went. I went
3: oh,
8: <laughs> of course, somehow we found it. our way, our way to the Beatles. Conversation. Of course, we always do. It's really funny. We
3: always do, but. No, Thomas, what you were saying about uh, Ringo, like, I remember watching something the other day, I can't remember what it was, but they were talking about how, like, Beatles weren't, uh, Ringo's one of the greatest drummers of all time because he played for the song. Yeah. yeah. And not yeah. because he showed off or flexed ever. It was about yeah. the, like, emotional life of the song more than it was about right. his individual, like, strengths. Right. Yeah. Well, it's one of
4: those things, like, the, the like, like, the song Come Together, everyone knows. Like, he literally makes everyone get into it and dance, and he's yeah. literally just doing this.
3: Yeah, no, literally. <laughs>
4: For, like, the whole song. And it's yeah. like, wow, why is that groovy? Yeah, Because it was the right
8: thing Because
7: that's do. all it needed. Right. That's all it needed. Yeah. That, so. I had somebody I played music with growing up, and I still play music. I don't. I was out in Chase earlier, but I, I play music also. But one of the some older musicians I was playing with said, hey, look, you can be as great as you want to be, but if you're not serving the song, right. you're worthless to the yep. band. Exactly. And I was like, and that's what Truth. I'm hearing. Yeah, facts. About that. Yeah. And I'm assuming with, mm-hmm. I mean, the pretty slim instrumentation, I mean, talking about like a piano, drums, bass, and guitar, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, mm-hmm. And, and right. some vocals. Mm-hmm. You kind of, like, your tendency might would be to fill up as much right. as possible. For yeah. six people You're in the band, band right. yeah, there's not... Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs>
5: right.
1: It could on. be a lot busier. So it's kind of <laughs> cool y'all talking
7: about that and y'all have that realization of like, oh, dynamics matter way more than playing yeah. the most awesome fill mm. as loud right. as possible. Yeah, the right. right. yeah. song matters, yeah. There be yeah, really
4: cool. so many times when I was recording like little demos to send to you three, like, in the process of writing the songs. And on paper, I would think, like, oh, this is a good spot to do a fill. But then, like, we'd be in rehearsal and I'd realize, like, oh, yeah, there's words right there. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah! There'd be, like be like a little break in uh, one of the songs. And I would do like a little. <laughs> and then back in. But then I realized, like, when I'm playing right there, that someone's singing. And so I would then I would just do this and come back <laughs> in. I was like, wow, yeah. that sounds way better. Because nice. I didn't play over yeah. the vocals or, mm-hmm. you know. I don't want anyone to ever be especially for my part, I don't want someone to be listening to the song and think like, man, those drums sound so cool. I want someone to be like, man, the song sounds good. Yeah. Cool. The mm-hmm. whole you know, yeah. like I don't want my drum fill to be like what people
8: hear and stuff like that. It's yeah. not about like the individual person. It's about the greater good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: Like the whole, one. the whole song. Yeah. yeah. It's so, been yeah. interesting. Like I've, I've learned a lot just back on the Dockside Tony thing. It's like, I haven't spent a lot of what's time. The, what's the Docside
0: thing? Dockside, Dockside is the where studio we recorded. We recorded. Got it, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah.
6: Uh, Tony is the engineer that worked with us. In Tony,
0: Daigle. Tony, Daigle. Tony Daigle, shout yeah. out. Tony Daigle, shout God. out.
5: God,
4: uh, I was going
6: to ask about the recording, but please. Grammy Award winning Tony. Yeah, he. I mean, he ripped me a new one on on one of the songs. Just really? essentially, he's like, right. I had all these parts, and he was like, No, that works. We're just we'll, we'll come back and do that later. He so yeah, really so did. the months <laughs> that you've been writing all those parts, they they don't work. The groove meter was on. Yeah, exactly. And so
3: meters off naturally.
6: Like, I want to make a big power chord or bar chord and and rock and roll it, you know, to hell and back, but it doesn't work in a frequency range next to a piano with high quality recordings. You know, you kind of get muddied with those lower parts of the, Mm -hmm. the chords. So and like three voices singing, chop too, it on. You know exactly. There's all that frequency exactly. There's in there. So, so finding your spot is the key, and it's going back to that same conversation. Like restraint is the sign of professionalism, essentially, yeah. because it's everybody's got to find their slot so that the whole you know machine can, yeah. can mm-hmm. be cohesive. That's, that's actually something
1: it. I was going to bring up on that same note. Is like I feel like I have a <laughs> a very easy part in respect to them because I don't really have to think too much about where I fit in and I can make my piano parts very busy and they are very busy. Mm -hmm. And that makes it really hard for them. Um, So I'm not really working with like thinking about that stuff as much. I'm just kind of making the piano fit with the words and the lyrics and, and the melody. Um, and then, so these guys have a harder part because they do have to work around the busy piano parts and fit in, find where it works. I would arguably say Michael has the hardest part in the band because
6: <laughs> the guitar, I yeah. The yeah. guitar it's fitting with the piano, hard. it's, tricky,
1: it's like, it's, it's so hard. It. And he does a job And he does a fantastic me. job. Like, the
4: first time you played the, the, the lick, the pre-chorus, Wait, yes, the pre-chorus and water under the bridge. Oh De- my do- god! Do- oh my god! Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, that's so good.
8: <laughs> yeah. Michael I'll just knows I how think... to find these parts that, yeah. like, it, it just like something wasn't there, and then you know you added a part that when there's a song that's already so fleshed out, and like a piano part that's already so fleshed out, and you can still find you know something to add that mm-hmm. doesn't cover up anything else. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, mm-hmm.
6: okay. and, and to have an iconic guitar part in a song is is good. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Yeah, iconic. I appreciate it. It's fun. I mean, that's what I grew up doing was writing my own stuff, and literally that the do 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 do. I probably wrote that 15 years ago, like, literally <laughs> if not closer to 20. Like I really it's wrote crazy. that in in a different spot, be... different key, and had a whole song written around you it.
1: You knew this was yeah. gonna happen, but for whatever reason,
6: yeah, and you I knew saved you were gonna need need this. I'll say this: this, this, band. this. Band. Also,
2: like you're very good, and I'm I'm. Again, I'm not a trained musician, so I'm going to use one of my colorful terms here. But you're good at adding stank. <laughs> oh my
5: uh, God. You know? Yeah. Because
2: I, oftentimes it's like rain will put the skeleton in place. And those, those bones are made of diamonds. And they're beautiful. And there's, they're, it's complicated. There's a lot going on. But it is like sturdy and pristine. And then Michael will come in and be like,
5: stank.
4: Stay. <laughs> diamonds. Everybody
2: yeah. needs it. It
5: needs it. It's so good. Take a little rag so and
4: like spray and polish it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. there
2: we go. <laughs> no, literally, it's it's like the equivalent to like crackers on the carpet. Being like, see, now mom and dad won't know we threw a party
5: <laughs> because it's not perfect. <laughs> no. There
2: you go. That was a direct Tyraiva would be kid two reference.
3: <laughs> I knew I recognized that from somewhere. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. I, I will say though that like we haven't talked as much about it and I could go on and on about this for years so I'll try to keep it short. But um, Please do
0: not keep it short. <laughs> oh my God, no.
3: Rain is a godsend. Rain oh, yeah. is in, like, like there are no words to describe what she does. Between me and Sophia, our little fo- phone notes that we send, our little voice recordings, they make no sense. They are complete gibberish. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're and books. then she spins like this madness on a phone notes into pure gold on the piano. Like it just sends us back these fully fleshed out, like this, she takes our little melodies in our heads that actually make some songs. Like they would not make sense without her. And so she is laying the groundwork for like, she's laid the groundwork for every single song on our upcoming album. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. By just being her. like That's just how her brain works. She Mm -hmm. listens to the little recordings we send her and she somehow hears that and goes, oh, let me just add this fantastic part that no one else could ever play quite like I can. Like it's just insane. the, The
2: amount of like raw, natural talent that you have to have to not only write music, but be like a music interpreter. Yeah, and it's, it's almost like the the yeah. role that Rain takes on is sort of a mix of like composer and like like almost like editor. Yeah. You no, know? really,
3: like it's yeah. like
2: such it's such like an elite level of understanding uh, like subtle musical theory, what
3: works, what doesn't. Also, the emotional life. Of oh it my too. gosh, she, yeah, she picks up on like what we mean and what we're going for before we do. Literally, she's like, "So you meant to
2: say."
4: So you're a therapist. You're sad. And we're like, yeah, yeah guess so. Therapists. Was it like for sorority, you yeah. told her to like make, it, make, it nas- make it nasty or something no, like yeah, that? Yeah, you said make it ugly. And, and I was like, ugly. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it sounds like that when it comes in. I'll never, in. It's I'll it's never know
2: how Rain just always knows what you mean. It's incredible.
7: Rain, are you loving this? I feel so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right now.
1: Yeah, like I'm literally like sweating because I started blushing. Um, But like, uh, like as sweet as all of that was, like, they—it's not gibberish. Their their notes are not gibberish. It like there's something about it when you listen to their. Melody and the words even if like certain parts they're like, oh, I'm not sure how I want to transition here Oh, I, I might not be sure about the exact like rhythm or whatever. It's 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 like it's there like something about it is Is
0: it's like it's honest. Right? It's so
1: it's honest them. It it just kind of dictates what you think maybe it should feel like mm. and I kind of go from there like it never starts out with like chords for me or like notes it starts with like what is it supposed to like feel like and usually that's very it's it's very obvious from the songwriting what Mm -hmm. it's supposed to feel like
0: so the interesting place to ask because you've been playing piano forever right since you were like when did you start with the whole Um, piano lesson thing
1: uh kindergarten okay
0: so basically forever so, the. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> so,
0: you've got, uh, you've got like all this training and I guess to where it becomes just second nature. So, how much do you, uh, how much are you thinking whenever you're writing or, or coming up with things about the actual notes? or is Yeah.
1: It? Um, so the funny thing is that as long as I have been playing piano, I know basically nothing about theory. Um, I, from what I so when I took lessons growing up, I had an amazing teacher who gave private lessons, and and I would occasionally go to like piano rallies um, in high school and stuff. But it was more just because I liked the music than I was a very diligent student. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't like study what I didn't have to, I guess, and and I. I enjoyed playing all the classical stuff because I loved the way it sounded, but I didn't totally know how to count it. I was like, uh, I, I didn't totally know all of the crazy things behind it. I missed out on a lot of theory stuff, and and uh, and that's fine because I enjoyed it and. And the fact that I didn't give up on it is probably because we were having more of a good time than a very intensive session. Um, and so, because of that, when I started writing music, it was almost like starting from scratch because a lot of that stuff I didn't know how to translate over. Because I knew how to read music, but it wasn't—I wasn't like a, a crazy good reader and. But then suddenly I was I wasn't reading music. I was like having to think of something on my own, and so I was like, "It's." I was like, I, "I feel like I just need to scrap everything I thought I knew and just start over." And so I kind of did that. Like I kind of just started over. And so whenever I'm writing, like the the parts for their songs or for my song. I am not thinking about chords. I'm not thinking about what notes I'm playing. I'm literally, it it goes as far as like what key I'm in for sure. But like, then it's, it's, it's just what sounds good. It's just what sounds good. Like I won't, I won't know what chords I'm playing until I have to write it down to send hmm. to them. And then they're most likely a little bit wrong, wrong yeah. because I and don't actually know. You. And I'll no. Google. I'm like literally Googling like what chord is C, B flat, E and G or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. I, uh, I know what that chord is, but you know, like, <laughs> it's like I'll Google what, what chord is this so that they know because I know they actually know what the chord is. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of weird. Like it, it's kind of contradictory. You would think, from all of my like years of lessons, that I would have a strong theory background, but I really don't. And it, so, a lot of it's just kind of getting by with what sounds good, but it works. It like kind of works with it their works songs. Like so it, well. it just works.
8: <laughs> She's not giving herself enough credit. She really. Isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but she it's sure true is though. That. Like I don't know. Like it, it's true.
0: So I'm curious. Uh, once we establish what dot was it? Dockside. Dockside, yeah, Dockside, Dockside Studio. Was. So, how was recording? How did y'all amazing? Uh, oh my
5: gosh. So much start fun.
0: Started? I, I guess did Johnny hook that up and get it going? Oh yeah, yeah. That's
5: that's that,
1: Johnny is that's that's the reason we've had most of our experiences. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was it
2: was incredible. Tony was so hands on, um, and we got to stay there. We stayed in the pool house, like on site, for like a whole weekend. That's cool. And it was like it was like it was like a three day process. It the first like day or the first time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then we 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 went to Dockside twice. Yeah, um, two separate two, two two separate weekends So two we'll weekends and you
0: recorded how many songs? 12, Twelve. 13 Thirteen. Thirteen. Wow. 13 13. That's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. So what's it so the very first time you go and you go into wherever whatever it looks like What's how do you start? Like, does the guy Tony just say, "All right, set up there and let me hear your stuff,"
6: or what?
1: Setting up takes a long time. You guys go be able to speak to this more than us. Yes.
0: Sure, yeah. We
4: gotta find the right snare. I'm
6: about to say, right, yeah. No. The, the right first snares. 30 minutes of recording a new song is is snares. Um, <laughs> the drums take <laughs> so the, long. You gotta find the to perfect out, right? well, they sound. Just, yeah. I mean, right. and, and Tony's got this <laughs> insane ear. He's just he's one of a kind, but you know, they'll they'll start tracking for 10 minutes and all of a sudden, ah, I don't know. I don't like that one. I don't like that. Let's try <laughs> it out. Let's try it Another 15 minutes of like, let's try the snare and then they're mm-hmm. beating on it. Then he's tuning it. And then, yeah. and But, <laughs> but what it does is give you a slightly different sound for each. Like it, it, again, it's what does the song need? So the same snare that was on the heavy rock and roll one doesn't need to be on the piano ballad, you know? And so, mm-hmm. so like, there's just, again, it's just like, Playing to the song, you know, and then and, and and how can we make that this song the best of its ability? But yeah, it was the experience. Dockside was insane. So is the
0: so is the process. You have like Amelia, one song that you start with. You play it, and then you re-record individual stuff. Or mm-hmm. how does that work?
1: Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. It's like we would we would get everything sounded good, make sure it all sounds good. We would go in our separate rooms or our separate corners, and then we would essentially just play the song however many times we needed to until it like overall felt right. Okay. And then whoever needed to go back and do another pass of something, typically me, uh, <laughs> I, would, I would need to go back and like fix some notes that yeah, I hit wrong yeah. and, and stuff like that. Uh, then we would go back and do it. Um, yeah. I mean, faster than you would think. We, I mean, because we didn't have a lot of time, we were doing like at least I mean, three songs a day pretty much.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. from wow. basically
1: from start to finish and then if there was stuff we forgot the next day we might go back and try to like fill in here or there so how and much did
0: y'all prep for that so much yeah. a lot. so yeah. much
1: I mean we yeah. were playing those songs so much just making sure we knew them no no new songs like we were like these we're playing these 13 songs until they're perfect so that when we get to the studio hopefully we don't have to change up too much. And then of course sometimes you find out something doesn't work, like Michael was saying. Yeah, and yeah. that sucks for him because then he has to go back and change <laughs> right. everything he thought <laughs> right. he had. Yeah. Um <laughs> and start over. <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah. Nah, but it, I mean it's fine. And again, it, that's whats I I, I lo- this is what I love doing. And and writing music, original music is what I love doing. So yeah. like it's just a learning experience and sure it was it sucked a little bit but again what know, you've been I'm better in. for it
1: can't work Throw ultimately it it's yeah. so great to have somebody who uh is just so experienced and is so talented who like has grammys um yeah. to to tell you like look honestly this isn't working the song's going to be much better if we find a something exactly. different
6: yeah. it's it, it's tough love yeah tough yeah. love when you walk into doctorate it's like BB King record, BB King record, BB King record. Uh-huh. Like, he yeah. recorded three, four albums, and uh, the guy that recorded us, Tony, was tracking two of them, I believe. Wow. Um, Yeah, so he's just like whatever. When he tells me something, immediately I'm just thinking like, yes sir, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, exactly. I, right. I exactly. slept right. in the
2: bed that Ryan Reynolds once slept in. Yeah, yeah. No wonder I think about the, bed, we did, and the intermingling <laughs> of like all of that, you know, dead skin. Wow.
0: Oh, yeah, was no, he there? Uh, was he? What was he there for? For a he's
3: friends it's literally, with the owners. It's
0: literally uh, the sure. He's
2: friends with the owners. Back when he was married to Scarlett Johansson, she recorded her album at Dockside She did uh, I
0: mean, that terrible album. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never,
1: listened to I've it never heard it. Yeah,
0: I've only heard like I only listened to it like when it came out. Like oh a my snippet. god! I mean. She's an actress. Well, I, right. I'm not going to say right. I like yeah. It, it yeah. great. It sounds great. Yeah. I mean, like that's it. I thought you were, I thought Ryan, yeah. I heard Ryan Reynolds and, uh, hold on. Nope. I'm going to not say what I was just about to say because gotcha. I was getting my Ryan's mixed up. Ryan Gosling is who I was thinking of. Lala I love La La Land. Land it's right. 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 my favorite oh. movie, so. Nice. It's Hallelujah. my top five Ryan. for yeah. sure. <laughs> and by the way, I don't like musicals.
5: So oh. I know. I don't want do to offend. We're gonna come back to it. We're gonna come
0: back to it. I promise. But my default is no. I don't want to watch a musical. But I watched La La Land and loved it. It's like top five. There you go. I grew up doing musical
3: theater, and my default is I don't well, I want to watch a musical. I never want to watch a musical. Very, very different interpretation. It is a part of myself right. that I yeah. hate.
0: I was gonna perfect time. Yeah. Uh, musical theater at LSU. Yes. And you've like, have you done Theater Baton Rouge stuff? Like I know you know Theater yeah. Baton Rouge.
2: Um, I've never done uh, TBR stuff. I'm okay. mostly just in the LSU realm. Okay, so mm-hmm.
0: tell me about your background doing those things. Also, Sydney has done that as well. Yeah. Have, you've, you've done theater too, right? At like oh, performance. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So tell me about what you've done, how that kind of plays into playing music now in sure. a rock and roll band.
2: Um, I mean, I, the first musical I was ever in, I was five years old. Um, and I've, I've been doing like a few musicals a year since then. I think the pandemic only really stopped it. So I've, I've done like over, you know, probably 40 musicals in my, in my lifetime. Uh, I've been taking, uh, singing lessons since I was, you know, six, about six years old. Um, so pretty much from the ground running, I was super trained in just like show tunes and singing broadway and you know singing uh you know that in that style um and I, i i did not listen to like normal music until late high school so pretty much for like i have a solid decade of me exclusively listening to albums like like show tune broadway albums the first Album I was ever obsessed with was like a burned disc of like the <clears throat> Wicked cast recording, and I would just cool. listen to that on loop. So like my I was trained vocally uh, to sing Broadway, and you know just you, that that God like the first like ten years, you know you can't it shapes your brain. So even now when I've started like writing my own songs and stuff, it it just always comes through a very theatrical lens, like. Uh, a lot of you know there's there's some weird ragtime things that I pull out, and sometimes things are, are way too more jazzy than they need to be, um, and and I think it comes out especially whenever we're performing live because it we we play it up and uh, it just it seems like music that's meant to be performed live over and over again, and its storytelling is and and, and truly. You know, a lot of our songs between the three of us are just very show tuney. Um, but it, it's a wonderful hybrid of that style, you know, rock and roll, folk. Uh, it's, yeah.
0: So how do you feel actually performing the musical style in, in a play versus uh-huh. singing a song that you wrote or that you co-wrote, and still in front of people, still singing, maybe a similar vibe, but... What's the difference, and which one do you feel you probably yeah. feel comfortable doing both? But sure,
2: I mean, I, I definitely—it's singing my own stuff has gotten more comfortable. But you know, whenever you're performing a song in a show, you know, you're you're playing a character, and so you're not yourself, and it's it's an entirely different thing to be singing songs based off of your experiences, you know, your philosophies on different things. Uh, there's certainly an added level of vulnerability there. Um, in terms of like enjoyment of performing them it's it's neck and neck like you can't once you can accept you know performing vulnerable more intimate things for large groups of people once you get to that level of like oh it's cool that i'm fine with that now i'm comfortable um it's it's just it's it's magic either way yeah
3: yeah i didn't realize until you said it that i have the same experience with strictly listening to like musical theater for like the first like 10 years that I was listening to music on my own. Aside from like things that my parents played when I was like really little growing up, like Dave Matthews and um, Queen and such. But like it wasn't until like late high school and then early college that I started actually developing my own music taste, Mm -hmm. like something uniquely like my own taste. And it's, you know, of course, gravitated very much so towards folk, which I think has a lot to do with being a theater kid because like, you know, the storytelling aspect, a lot of folk music is literally just stories put to music and and a little banjo and a little harmonica, but uh, love that. So it's just, I definitely prefer doing the songs that like I've written because like, I don't know I feel like there's like a magic in knowing that you can't do it wrong because it's your song. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have a certain kind of there's a vulnerability but there's also a power in knowing in knowing that like nobody else is going to like come on after you and like show you up with the same song because no one else knows the song <clears throat> right. because it's yours. So
0: That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, I just had a great question and now I've, this happens all the time Carl will attest have a great question. And, and then, like, forget. Thanks, thanks bro. I can, I can
1: speak on that Please just a do. little bit. I don't have the same experience. I didn't grow up doing musical theater. Um, I did theater because uh, I always, like, wanted... To be an actor, but I, I definitely didn't have the musical theater background because I actually hated singing. I did not sing.
0: (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, hilarious.
1: Yeah, I know it's so weird. If you would have told high school me, even high school, if you would have told high school me that I'd be singing now, like I wouldn't believe you. Like I, I was, I just like, I didn't like it and I didn't think I could do it. And I, I. There's something about it. I just never, I was like, I'll, I'll play piano, but I'm never going to like sing in any way. Um, and it, it really wasn't until um, I decided I wanted to start writing music that I decided I wanted to try singing. Um, it, it wasn't until I, I went to my first concert and saw that I was like, I want to do that. Um, and that was my senior year of high school. And so it, it was ever since then I've been like actively trying to sing. Um, I give all of my credit to singing to Haley Williams of Paramore <laughs> because that is Love what Paramore. I would practice and still do to nice. this day. I You was can ask Thomas before any show I'm warming up <laughs> singing Paramore because nice. that is for some reason like that. I was just like, if I'm going to sing, I want to sound like her. So I was like, that's what I started doing it. Have you seen them live? No, I would give anything. (laughs) Um, But I do, I heard they're coming out with a new album. So I have a feeling their tour is in future and I will be
3: there. Yeah. So. (laughs) Uh,
0: I think I was going to ask earlier, maybe like, what's some of y'all's favorite bands? (gasps) Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, um, All of a sudden, I can't think of a single band. That's Michael. Kind of yes. the Michael, Michael, you start.
6: Beatles is up there. Uh, it just kind of depends on the the like, mood. We exactly. It's yeah. hard for me to yes. Like, I could go my favorite guitar player route. That's more like Please fusiony. Uh, John McLaughlin. Um, Mahavish New Orchestra was that like early sixties. He played with uh, Miles Davis for a second on bitches brew i don't know if i should say cuss words yes you can um, <laughs> say and do anything yeah but yeah then went on to do my high vision new- anyway I've always been obsessed with him. changed my life but yeah and then like i grew up on folk um dylan's a big one doc yeah. watson's a big one um yeah, Radiohead was actually as far as nice. newer contemporary it was yeah. huge for yeah. me. Cool. Like that was a big Johnny Greenwood was the band, and it's probably why I have the pickups I do in my guitar. Um and which, which the pedal board, Uh Lace sensors, gold lace sensors, okay. which is what he used in one of his guitars way back in the day. But yeah, that band for sure also really kind of just changed my perspective of writing and how the textures and, you know, placement and all those sort of things. Cool this
7: this out. belongs right here because you're talking about pickups but outside of a tuner what's the pedal on your board you yeah, can't, can't live without
1: mm. he's pedal. got so many <laughs> literally <laughs> how, how
6: can he comes can out do. like a cyborg every uh, show no. <laughs> or, 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 <laughs> top three top three I know, I know go through your person. whole rig <laughs> I want to hear it's about rig your rig. top three okay <laughs> I mean, I can go through it all uh, if y'all yes. got Give an me a hour. Rig rundown. Yeah. yeah, don't right, you check love it? The, out. Those rig rundown videos on YouTube—they're right cool. Yeah, right? yeah, I love yeah. those honestly. So, yeah, you hear worse. this pedal here, and then you
0: hear that sound right there, and they like yes. dial it. But it, and, uh, but it's your... it,
6: for those guys—it's cool. For me, it's like when I wheel in the three suitcases of pedals, it's like this month you know what does he do he, he can't just bring his guitar and an guy. amp like he's got to you're have like, all this you're like
2: a dog you know with the buttons <laughs> yeah. that the
6: dog sit where it's like squirrel
0: mom yeah like you gotta, you gotta fill what, you gotta do what the song needs right yeah you gotta and, be prepared be prepared and
6: I've I, I used to, I've been in a, a billion bands at this point or just like you know for three months and then not and then you know whatever and I like having the ability to create textures or do weird stuff if I want I don't use it as much in this band necessarily um but yeah I have a compressor pedal um I, I wanna know like what's the actual compact like? duo to that's made by Origins effects and then I go from that into uh well, that goes to my whammy, my Digitech whammy with an expression pedal. I'm gonna try to do this as quickly as possible, <laughs> and then it goes into I do has, have a fuzz factory. Actually, I removed that recently, but usually, okay. so all of those kind of need to go before <laughs> the chain. Um, I used I used to not ever, until a few months ago, use a switcher pe- so uh-huh. I can press one. I leave them all on uh-huh. and press one for one level of gain, just a little crunch, and then high gain solo is another button, and those crunch. sort of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then I have two different distortion pedals, a 1984 um, and a MXR. S- Super bad. You're right. I do that every time. <laughs> every time. Shout out George Orwell. Exactly. Shout out George. That's my boy George. Got the
8: George Orwell yeah. pedal. Yeah,
6: I'm saying. Big government. Thanks, big
8: brother. <laughs>
6: Um, I, yeah, I do that every time for some reason. It is 1981. I got it stuck <laughs> in his head.
2: <laughs> yes, the classic novel, 1981.
6: Yeah, <laughs> Charlotte's Web is my other pedal. Uh,
1: we got to kill a mockingbird over here.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, the classics? Uh, what else? MXR Super Badass is my other high-game pedal at this point. And then I have two different delay pedals. I have a Roland Space Echo RE-201, and I also have a uh, lot. Uh eventide H9
0: Okay
6: um, And then That's it I think That's it? Currently okay. On the board Any No reverb pedals, No no, no you're right You're right I have, I have the Flint Strum Flint Ooh. Which I leave that My compressor okay. They're on at all times um, What kind of amps do you play? I'm playing through a PV Classic 30 right now. I have an orange AD um, 140 with a way too big of a, a cabinet. So I never really use it. it. It's tricky. Like live sound. Right. And I feel like currently we've, we're getting away from big old full stacks right. you know now it's as yes, we should single, even Exactly, because you know. stage volume is a thing especially when you have three singers yes. it's like if I'm blowing them away yeah. they're just screwed you know right. like they'll never be able to hear themselves there's no sound check that's gonna fix it can I just say a blanket I'm sorry for any non-music nerds or non-guitar
0: players <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I
5: know. I I understand. Understand.
3: Yeah, the
0: listener count yeah, yeah. just dropped off. Yeah. I say, yeah. I say I every episode, everything. it's like yeah. if somebody's bored, like I don't care, I'm
6: enjoying this. So. <laughs> yeah, so God, no talk. worries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and I could sit here and, and talk about it for. I don't have to understand
2: it to respect it.
6: I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. a, I'm a like all blood. modeler guy. Yeah, he like doesn't yeah. even yeah. play an M He. has got like a Helix or something. Yes, and it's so
7: convenient. Chase dogs it all the time. Sure. But
0: that's I say
8: it's it's a love it or hate it kind of thing. I don't
0: hate it. Use the Line Six Helix. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, I, I, well, I told I told him, all right, sorry. Too many y'all. I, <laughs> I told him, it's like, it's not convenient because you got to do a bunch of stuff to make it sound or download something. But once net.
8: you do. Once you do, yes. I'm in problem. your boat a too. A tube amp,
0: a good guitar, and like, I don't know, an it, overdrive. A you drives, just turn it on and, you're and good. it sounds. Mm-hmm. Good. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. I, I digress We'll argue about this later. We were no, talking
7: right favorite Chase and I are going to talk about this the whole way on now, Probably. but we're talking favorite <laughs> artists and we got on a sidetrack. Okay, so yes, so yeah. you name some of your, let's, let's
8: keep it moving. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, okay, sorry. Some of your favorite. So you you mean just in general or bands, like as a bass player? Bands Influences. or bassists. I, I'm so all over the place. I love so much different music. Like, um, I, I, I'm in love with songwriting, which is a big draw for me from this band. And like their music ticked a lot of boxes for me. You know, just like, because I'm into a lot of that same stuff. I mean, it's really hard for me to pin, pin down my influences, but, you know, I, I listen anywhere from jazz to rock to, to pop to R&B, funk. Um, it's, I mean, All I know that's a, that's a broad answer. That's it's a, a, I mean, a cop-out. A little bit of a cop-out. It's a cop-out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, I mean... Who are you listening to? You could just say Right now, I'm listening to...
7: We right, it. we got it right now. I'm She's listening, a listening to a lot
8: of um uh Bee Gees right now, Sorry. Andy Gibb. Um, my girlfriend is obsessed with Andy Gibb, and I love him too so much. Uh, the whole Gibb family. I'm listening to a lot of Michael <laughs> McDonald right now, um, Steely Dan, mm-hmm.
5: yeah, good stuff.
8: Yeah, I go all over the place. Yeah, Thomas, what about you? Um, so I
4: know as a kid, like the first band that really grabbed my attention was Fleetwood Mac, actually, because my dad had the 1997 live concert, The Dance, mm. and he would play that every morning, and I would like go to school, and I would go around like asking kids like if they knew the song The Chain, because it just starts <laughs> out with just the kick drum. Uh-huh. Did you know? And this I walk song, up the kids, I'm like, Do you know this song? <laughs> and they're like, what are what? you doing? And i was like, how do you not know this song? You know? Um, and then he's a, big, he's a big fan of the Rolling Stones, and so that's his favorite band of all time, so I, I knew a lot of that stuff. And then I really liked um, singer-songwriter stuff, uh, John Prine, mm-hmm. and like Todd Snyder, Jackson Brown, things like mm, that. Jackson and then when I got into middle school, I became obsessed with Avenged Sevenfold. mm mm-hmm which is like not, I'm not super proud of that anymore. Why not? I was a Cause now when I go back and listen two. to it, some of, kind of it kind of sounds cheesy to me now, but uh, like, okay. I, 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 I know like that's one of those bands that like, I know like all of their songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, System of a Down was another really big one. Mm. And then last year got into the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> and then in between there somewhere like Tool, really like Tool. Tools, you're right. That's another Perfect one of the bands. Yeah. That's another yeah. one of the bands that like, yeah. I could hear one second of a Tool song. Be like, oh yeah. Oh, that's this one. Yes. And, like I love that, just so. like
0: every once in a while full volume putting a uh, tool in my headphones and just like <laughs> feeling it. That's something yeah. that you really feel. Anyway. Yeah. What about you, Ryan?
1: Um, okay, so I think growing up my biggest influence was again to bring it up the Beatles. Um, both my mom and dad are huge Beatles fans and like literally like there's not a Beatles song that I'll hear won't make me so nostalgic. Like okay. it's just something about it it's so ingrained in my childhood and I think that speaks to a lot of like, even whether I'm conscious of it or not, where this this music stuff I do today, because it really was like s- such a huge part of my childhood. But eventually when I like got my own Spotify account and like was able to start <laughs> discovering music on my own, my biggest influence to this day is a band called Jukebox the Ghost. They are a very small band, and they are a piano rock band. And when I discovered them it literally like, changed my life. I had never heard music quite like that before, except in in the way of Billy Joel, Elton John, and Queen, which is still huge for me, but like, it was modern in a way that theirs wasn't, mm-hmm. and that was the first concert I went to, and when I saw that, it, it literally changed my life, because that's when I went home and said, I'm gonna try to write a song. It took me like six months to write a song, but that was the reason, and so, Ever since then it's been opened up from there. Ben Folds, Ben Folds Five, huge for me. Huge influence. Fiona Apple, Regina Spector. Yes. Um, all of that. Muse, uh yeah, I also all love Muse. really, oh, really huge for Muse's, me. A big um, band for me too. <laughs> oh really? Muse? Yes, absolutely, yeah. Muse has Muse has, yeah. you seem like a Muse has been I in my top wallet. five on Spotify <laughs> since I've had Spotify. Like they're consistently a band that I will never get tired of. And I just oh my god, I I love Amazing songwriters. So learning, fantastic. muse right now. So fantastic. Rock, so. And the piano playing. Yeah, yeah. Like the mm-hmm. piano playing is yes. incredible. Yeah. Matt mm-hmm. Bellamy is incredible. Yeah. But um if there were no yeah. muse,
8: there would be no cold play. I agree.
1: <laughs> hey. I am a huge <laughs> cold play nut. Transitioning. Yeah, that's basically that's basically mine.
0: <laughs> there, Coldplay is on. I would love to see them live. That's a concert I would want to see live for sure.
2: Oh my god, I would, I would kill to see Coldplay live. Mainly because
0: I've heard it's incredible and their music's
8: really good. Mm-hmm. My,
2: my old babysitter used to got me into Coldplay. She'd play Coldplay in the car, and I'd be like, "What is this?" <laughs> and then she'd be
8: like,
2: "I'm not telling." It's Coldplay. looks <laughs>
8: you know? like a good guy too, Chris <laughs> Martin.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Genuine for sure. Yeah. yeah right. Right.
2: Um, so my, my dad was super like American folk scene. My dad's ancient, so, uh, (laughs) he is, he is. So like he was a teenager in like, you know, so he's all, he's all seventies American folk. Um, so I was raised on a strict diet of, uh, John Denver, Dan Vogelberg, Gordon Lightfoot, America, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Mm -hmm. Um, that's all, that's all my dad. and my mom, her father played drums for Louis Prima. So everything for my mom was uh, Louis Prima, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, Keely Smith, Al Hurt, all like uh, New Orleans <clears throat> jazz stuff. And then I was the musical theater geek. But whenever I did develop my own taste, um, all-time favorites, uh, Regina Spector, Amanda Palmer, who's like, um, like she is a masterclass in like mm-hmm. rock vocals and storytelling. Um, Father John Misty, who I got my dad really into because I think he's he's just, he's like new wave folk now and I, I love him. Uh, David Bowie is a huge, I love David Bowie. Um, <laughs> rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, and then, of course, the great American uh, Stephen Sondheim is an influence. I
0: don't Yeah, you wouldn't.
2: Just the greatest Broadway composer of all time. Okay, all um, right. Okay. Um, and I think that's that's all my big ones, I think. You really got me into the talking heads in and recent years.
3: I mean Father John Misty as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. That was a big like awakening for both of us, I think. Like it kind oh, of for sure. Like it started with me and then I like infected her as well. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yes. It was it was a time. Uh I think for me, like lately it's changed a lot from what it did from what my influences were when I started writing for the band. Um, I used to be a lot more into like Queen and stuff, but as like I've you know, I'm so kind of Making up for lost time, you know, being obsessed with musicals for so long. So I'm still like going through a bunch of different bands. Lately, I've been really into Whole. Um, Violent Femmes, my dad loves them. Mm. So like we've really bonded over that. Uh, Bright Eyes, early 2000s, mm-hmm. like, you know, emo, like soft emo, oh, basically yeah. stuff. I love Leonard Cohen. I'm seeing Bob Dylan uh, Friday, actually.
6: Wow. I love
3: yeah, love really old crazy. folk, but also Where like at? grungy, like dark stuff too ish I wouldn't call it dark it's like borders on it i guess yeah well
2: really, you really you and i really like the strokes too that's something we have yes yeah. love the strokes I fans.
0: like the strokes yeah. this is yeah. per, this is like great to hear all this because i've had the thought before Uh, You know like driving down the road and have the radio on or whatever by the way KLSU is the best radio station not again I just think there's no ads and they play great music. I've never heard before so that's the best you can
1: always count on that (laughs) That's for sure, (laughs) but just
0: like listening to all the pop music and stuff nowadays. I've had this thought before of Thinking about I'm gonna try to set this up but thinking about people my age listening to this kind of pop music that's popular and they have little kids now, like I have a two year old and a month old, five month old. So they have little kids that are growing up and they're going to hear this terrible, <laughs>
5: yeah. you know, like, like hyper cookie pop, cutter, like yeah, yeah.
0: terrible, non-organic music. And then they're going to grow up and be like, yeah, I used to listen to like whatever. But all of you guys have amazing parents that introduced you to like music and stuff. And now I can only assume that you will do the same whenever, Yeah. You know, so we can keep it going. You know, it's Definitely. Bit, yeah, it's which that's is the encouraging. Because I just think about some, well, I, I digress. Anyway, uh, all right, <laughs> this is a question I really wanted to ask you, that maybe put your forward thinking hats on a little bit. What, go ahead. I'm
2: so sorry. We would hate ourselves forever, Andrew Bird.
0: I was literally going to say uh, that. Yeah. I'm so, so sorry. I we, we would hate like ourselves Andrew forever yes. if I
2: didn't say Andrew Bird. We all had like huge Andrew, Andrew. Andrew. Huge Andrew, oh, Andrew Bird no, phases. Mine. Okay, I'm sorry. You were saying? <laughs> this is one of those. <laughs> this is one of those where
0: I'm going to have to go back and like listen and have my notes out and say, okay, this artist, this artist, this you artist. You definitely like, want yeah, to listen to Andrew Bird. And go Andrew and Bird like is. Andrew Bird. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. So thinking perhaps, let's set up a scenario. And then I want to get reaction of how it makes you feel. 20 years from now, there's some like 15, 16-year-old kid that's like, wow, Carmen the Killjoy is like really influenced me a lot and I really love their songwriting and their lyrics and their etc." How does that make you feel? I would cry because I, I didn't write any of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> I had no influence.
1: <laughs> uh, actually, like I would sob because I am that kid and so it's like I know... I would know exactly how that feels, uh, and to like have somebody who you kind of attribute as—I mean, obviously you have multiple influences, but to kind of have somebody you attribute to saying, like, "This is this is why I write this kind of music," or "This is why I started trying to write music," or whatever—I know exactly what that feels like, and it's it's amazing to have that and. To ever be in the position where you were the other person, oh. I can't. I can't imagine it really. But it, it would be. It would be so moving, and it would be so like that would be success in my mind. Like you, you've made it. You've made it. If you like influence somebody to like do music in that way, like you, you made it.
0: <laughs> cool. What a great answer. Sucks for y'all. If anybody wanted to follow that up.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we all kind of yeah agree with that. It's like you know what the the best compliment you can get was like you know, when they come up to you like, after, you listening to your music all week, like love it. That was, you know, amazing. Well, like that's, that's kind of what makes it right. When you get off the stage, you know, or it makes, is a really cool feeling, but for it to be you, that is a definitive moment that changed my life hearing this album. Like that's, I don't know. I mean, right. that's, I guess we hope to get there. Yeah. Know. Cool. Yeah, fingers crossed. I guess. Well, like
0: I said, it was super, I very much valued seeing that it was obvious that you're doing what you love and playing all these original songs that you put so much work into and like loving it, you know, the first show dynamic or whatever, but you're just in it and it was happening and it was really cool. Awesome. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Like yeah. yeah. And stuff. Um, all right. So is there, I got a few more like kind of just rattle off here, but is there a dream venue that you'd want to play in? Oh, Red,
4: Red Rocks Madison for me. Nice. Oh yeah, Red Rocks. Would Red be Rocks awesome. is Madison Square Garden. Uh, yeah, the no, Troubadour. Like the biggest. The Troubadour. Maybe, the Troubadour, which guess. is Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Elton cool. John had his first. Yeah, that's yeah. why
1: I was thinking about it because Elton John kind of had his like
4: C-B-D-B- big
1: yeah. first like American performance there. MSG.
7: Um, for sure. James Taylor and Carol King did a big show. Yeah. At Troubadour. Yep. That's some of my influences. James Taylor <laughs> was another big one in for in the me. near yes, future
2: sure. Tipitina's uh, Tipitina's awesome. <laughs> we want awesome. we want to we oh, play <laughs> Tipitina's so we bad. played
4: there uh, yeah Thomas just ago. played there that's so nice cool. it was fun but like
5: yeah well,
0: who, you saw, who did you see in one of your like heroes in Madison Square Garden grab the mic
7: I don't know if y'all have ever heard of the guy Billy Joel oh
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we totally yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he it local
7: New that. York. He played. Got the, uh, he played got his gotcha. local yeah. hotspot. It yeah. gotcha. yeah. local Princesses
2: of piano It was, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
5: It
2: it was awesome. Cute. I had
7: a terrible seat, but it was still just <laughs> was magical. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Tony Bennett pop, came out pop pop at of like piano. 120 what? years old. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was insane. Yeah. Oh To play there would be just insane. So Yeah. Going to a show there is
5: awesome. Yeah. Chelsea's
7: live,
0: I think. Chelsea's live would be
3: nice. Wink, wink.
0: Speaking of, what is coming up soon for the band? Let
3: me pull up the
1: email.
0: Dates.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have a few set in stone. We know for sure um, we are playing our first festival, which will be Festival International in Lafayette. Which is a pretty big deal. On April 30th. Uh, We are so excited about that because obviously being on a festival lineup in general is very exciting, but there's so many, like, really big, big names, and mm-hmm. it's it's such, like, a cultural, like, Louisiana yeah. thing to just be a part of it. You're and especially because yeah. Cindy and I are from the Lafayette area, yeah. so, like, we going of to our, see all these
2: bands growing up, and yeah. it's incredible to be on the same stage. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never been,
1: I didn't either. even know about it until, like, we mm-hmm. started really? hearing about it, and I was like, wait, this is super cool, because I'm from Baton Rouge, yeah. so I didn't really yeah.
3: ever hear about that, but... Sam, from the outside of Lafayette, so like I've been maybe twice. Uh, really, I've yep. not been much, but like I got a million different people who like hadn't talked to me about the band before, like texting me congratulations about it. So cool. it's a pretty so, big deal. Yeah, April thirtieth, cool. uh, one thirty
2: one. One p.m. One p.m. One p.m. Th- 1 PM April thirtieth, and cool. then we're playing
3: Chelsea's in May. Five uh, seven. Yeah, seventh of May. That's a VE day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right on. Yeah, Sweet. and we we
3: played Chelsea's. Yeah, yeah we, we have going run at LSU on
2: April Sweet. 2nd. April 2nd?
0: Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. soon. Sweet. And then what's the plan for, like,
8: the next few years? World domination. <laughs> world world domination. domination.
6: Same thing we did yesterday. Pinky's trying <laughs> to take over the world.
1: Uh, ascending <laughs> to,
6: <laughs> to, to a to higher Godhood, plane, I guess. Trans-
0: no. <laughs> um,
6: <laughs> when are we going to have more
0: music on Spotify to listen to?
1: So we... Yeah, album release coming up very soon. We don't have a date, sadly, but the album is like literally just inches away from being done. Nice. One song we've not
3: heard a mix and on yet. Like literally one of the thirteen. Just, just so close, so, so close. close.
8: And by the way, shout out Matt Hawkins.
3: Yeah, shout out to Matt. <laughs> Hawkins. Absolutely, Matt Hawkins is
1: the bassist on our album. Okay. So okay. It, it's not Tim on there. Um,
8: incredible bass player.
1: Incredible, incredible, absolutely fantastic. Incredible musician. Absolutely fantastic.
8: I, I, it's crazy. Full circle, I was in one of my, if not first band, with him. I can't uh, believe that. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He'll remember that. I yeah, my second is, band ever a, was with
4: him. That was the 501st, yeah. Really? Yeah.
2: He is a Killjoy's founding father. So
1: Founding father, that's good. <laughs> he is. I like that. Um, but yeah, so that that's going to be our next big thing. Uh, s- hopefully sometime very soon, album release. And that will be... Those same said 13 songs, yep. um, including the singles we've released. Um, and I wish I could give you a date. I really wish I could.
0: I just I, I don't It's have all right. It. After <laughs> this, we could just go back and let me listen to in the back. And, uh, yeah.
8: I'll record it on my iPhone.
0: I'll put it on Spotify <laughs> for myself. Yeah, I'll have a phone in my pocket. concert and, uh, after whatever <laughs> Sweet, all right, yeah. uh, I just. Like, I, want, I don't wanna hold y'all all the time. No, you're fine. It's only like 4.50, we yeah, have good. at least till five. You're good. And, uh, <laughs> he's not gonna kick us out, so maybe, no. Uh, no, you're I'm good. I'm curious though, uh, back to like the first show, what was like right before y'all went oh, out? My God. Sorry, Tim, oh, God. Tim, There's Tim a wasn't video. there.
3: But There's a video that tonight. Victoria took of like, whenever we were all like, you know, kind of like starting to tear up and we got into a little huddle. And then watching for me and Sophia, I and mean, we yeah. watched Rain walk on, and everyone just screamed. <laughs> it was we were doing we were doing one of our dramatic entrances where we all like came
2: out one by one, and like Rain started playing, and then we all kind of filled in and walked on the stage, and it was like wow. But Cindy and I were the were, were the last to go on, so it was just us watching everyone walk out and get like thunderous applause, and us being like, oh shit, there's a lot more people <laughs> here than we are. Yeah. <laughs> <It's
5: laughs> Whoa, Ronnie. <a tin>. <laughs> 11 of
3: them. Yeah, we came in, we came out too late actually because we got so <laughs> We had to run. We had to run out there. Nice. But, I yeah.
1: I will I will never forget that feeling like yeah. right before. Like I I can't explain it. Like there's literally nothing else that has like compared to it and I Am an actor, like I do theater, and going out on stage for some reason has never felt like that going out on stage. Yeah. And it was just like, especially because I got to play the most beautiful piano I've ever touched in my life. Like at the Manship they have this like just gorgeous Yamaha grand piano. It's just that perfect. Ben folds touched, right? Yeah, it was yeah. the one that Ben folds
2: touched. Ray <laughs> Ray went through great lengths to make sure it was the one
8: he played. <laughs> <laughs> it is verifying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I was told. Dude, anyway, yeah, got a little
8: bit of sweat on your fingers. I I know. Yeah, so I died and came back to life. Um,
1: Yeah, clearly that was the dream come true. But just, just something about waiting, like just standing in the wings and then being like told, okay, all right, it's time to go. And then it's just like, it was like a mix of, of terrifying, but the terrifying was just so subdued by the fact that we were like, we finally get to play because it had been so long of just practicing and practicing for, for nothing. And we we're like, finally, this is happening. And it's yeah. in the most beautiful theater ever on the coolest piano. And it was just, nothing has compared to it, honestly, mm-hmm. that feeling. Cool. I mean, everyone came out for
2: that show. Like it had been like a year in the making. And you yeah, know, it was, it was just incredible, like the most giant outpouring of love and support mm-hmm. in the history of oh, yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: That's epic. Yeah. And how does it, uh, do you, did you immediately like, were you just in it and feeling good? Or did you have nerves when y'all started? Oh
2: my gosh, uh, yeah. I usually, I usually can get to like song three, I'm starting to feel like a human again. <clears throat> Like, usually songs one and two, at least for that first show, I remember being super Mm. nervous. Yeah. Oh, no. And then I start warming up a little bit physically. Weirdly, that
1: first show, I was, I think I've had the least nerves for that show when I got on stage. I don't know why. Like, it was like I was so nervous up until, and then when I went out there, I was like, okay, time to perform. Execute. And, but, uh, every show since I, like, <laughs> it's like I get more in my head now so now I'm like get more and more nervous and I like I can tell like when my fingers will like shake a little bit and I'm like oh, God. and then it's usually by the third song my fingers Sorry. stop shaking and I can actually play um, but for some reason that first show it was just like I was honestly like kind of just in it it was weird. I, I feel, don't know. I had the exact reverse. Like I feel like I can get more in it every single time. Yeah. Yeah. No.
3: I same here because yeah. that first show, my whole family was front row. That <laughs> <I> was. <laughs> you would think it was great, but then like when they're like the only row that you can see, and the lights are blinding, everything past the first row, <laughs> it's like it's just me and my family in a room, and I'm up Dad. there like singing these very vaguely like, kind of sexual songs, and it's still. Yeah. But in my head, it's like I know why I wrote these. I'm disgusting. They they think I'm gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm From a like Orthodox Sicilian Catholic huge
2: family and they all came to Manship. (laughs) And I said, All right. And I came out in my fishnets and sang my silly little songs about things. You know, and I
3: and I could see Grandma Diane right in the middle of the (laughs) audience going.
6: Rewriting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Afterwards being like the way her mom stopped dancing in the middle of one of the last songs when she realized what was being said. The very, very supportive, wonderful, wonderful mother I have. But she, uh, she was surprised. I no, think. it was, like, it was. No, I, I don't blame her. I don't know how I would respond. Either. My mother just going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she said what? I will yeah. still
2: stand, but. <laughs>
0: Uh, this is another, I'm jumping around. This is another, you know, foreign thing to me is, which sounds amazing, live especially, the harmonies that y'all do on the on different oh, yeah. songs and things. Oh. Yeah, no, um, that's so much fun. And I, and it was kind of, because uh, the show that I saw, obviously, except for like Amelia and Water Under the Bridge, which I heard on Spotify, um, all the other ones were new, so it was like mm-hmm. things happening all sounded great and everything but then it all kind of finished when y'all did the encore which oh, is, yeah. which was Fat Bottom Girls yeah, which yeah. Of, of course a lot of people knew I knew but so y'all started it off with that epic like harmony yeah. Harmony's yeah. happening so i was wondering if we could have somewhat of a 3 minute masterclass <laughs> <in harmonies laughs> yeah. on uh, harmonies works.
3: that's sydney's prerogative yeah I, i'm kind of i kind of like sydney's the harmony master i I am but Rain has really uh, like upped me lately with some of the stuff she sends cuz she's got like a nice little mic and setup now for you know, that <laughs> yeah. for Christmas last and literally everything she sends every song of hers she's sending these days is like fully fleshed out harmonies but before that we were all kind of like just presenting basic melodies and then I like am obsessive and insane and would go to the Urec and like lap the walking track and like listen to their songs they were not my songs so many times that I would come up with like four different ideas for harmonies in different places. Like, like literally would said would spend hours trying to record and like translate that in a way that they understood what I meant. Because I just was so passionate about like the end goal of like, like what are these songs going to sound like. I was just so excited to be a part of, you know, like what I believe to be some of the greatest songs I've ever written. Like Fuzzy, for example. Fuzzy and Dangerous Glances, which has not been released, are to me like a masterclass in songwriting. So it's like my really like really the only thing i could teach about harmonies is that like you got you got to listen for them and you got to be <laughs> able to play chords on the piano and you've got to be obsessive at least a little bit yep.
0: got it okay it's you got to do it till you find it right it's
1: been it's been cool because before this band i could never like i, I didn't really think too much about harmonies my, my my mom uh was a singer in a band when she was young and she uh so my entire life was us in the car and her always singing a harmony to the whatever's nice. playing in the car. She knows every song and she always is singing like a little third above harmony uh, to it. So that was ingrained in me very early, but I never thought too much about different kind of harmonies and like could never hear like a bottom harmony that was so like yeah, impossibly yeah, hard. hard. And now, being in a band that like we harmonies are kind of like one of our main things that we do it's forced me to think about harmonies in a in a different way and like I have a better ear for it now and 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 I feel like slowly we do more interesting harmonies like we we've gotten better at doing things that quite like aren't aren't As expected and they're a little more interesting because we're we're just getting more, I guess, well versed in them. Mm -hmm. And it just it literally just comes with like listening and and singing them enough to like start hearing different things, I guess.
0: Cool. Um so can y'all do a harmony right now? (laughs) 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 Um, Do a harmony.
8: Do a harmony.
5: Yeah, let's do Captain.
6: Into the podcast. So,
1: Sweet. Go ahead and hit it. B okay. Del- <laughs> <laughs> Del- <laughs> Mama love- Sounds of the seasons. <laughs> sound of, sound yeah. 90, 96.1 The River. Just do it. Just just hit B like B flat. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Captain Kenny found a sunken ship.
2: Oh, how he fixed it up. Captain Kenny tore his family apart. He never learned how to love.
0: Woo! <laughs> nice. That's like so and Michael like went whenever it happened. <laughs> and, he yes, yes. and then you hit the harmony. It's like one of those things I mean I I know like what harmony is, like in my head. Can't do it. Don't know how you do it like that, but whenever it's like one of those things that you know you rip a guitar solo and they're like and people are like, whoa that guitar solo is amazing. But harmony is one of those things that it's happening and it's amazing and you don't <laughs> really know what's happening. And if, especially if you don't know music, you're like, why does that sound so good? Mm. <laughs> and that's incredible. So that yeah. was thank amazing. you. <laughs> Can we uh, do like three more of those
3: right now? <laughs> yeah, I want at
5: least
0: another verse or two, maybe. I don't we know. Do the whole like, you know, we'll an hour. Uh,
3: Yeah, we could yeah. just do the whole I can airdrop it to you. That'd be
0: awesome. <laughs> okay. uh, it's, uh, it's one of the, um, the oh gosh, what's the, uh, speaking of tool, like loud in your ears, it's like an experience. The Emojin Heap song that's super popular. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the name of it? Yeah. Oh, I Something, feel like I know it. Uh, uh, yeah. It's like, anyways, it's like harmony extreme type mm-hmm. thing. It's like an experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right. cheap, I love it. I could listen thanks. to it. So. Thanks. And you all sound amazing. <laughs> like, just it. off the cuff, ridiculous, insane. Thank uh, you. Cool. Thanks.
1: It's like when you have three singers, you might as well put them music. Us. Yeah, you might as well have sure. Hide and time. seek? Yeah. Of course. Otherwise, yeah, we're all just sitting around like Hide and seek. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Thomas. Thanks, Google. Yeah, which was sampled into. Uh, okay anyway uh, <laughs> two less musical so yep. no uh, alright so I uh, I have one more kind of question uh, for y'all and I'll keep it simple but I would love to hear uh, maybe a little vague so you can interpret it but and then maybe everyone whoever wants to go first mm-hmm. but I'd like to hear from everyone uh, what is it that drives you in this bum 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 turn it on the Jeopardy music <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: for me it's it's definitely the storytelling. Um, I love both, both writing songs that are based off of like personal experiences and, and otherwise. Uh, we have a wonderful breadth of third person stories kind of growing up. But um, I mean, from the time I was really little, my, my dad was a writer and he sort of made the, connected the dots of, of music and telling stories. And for me every single time that we go out and we perform uh these songs it's it's like it's like a catalog of like these these truly like universal human experiences and to see everyone connect with that in like a single moment is just the best thing in the world and I just replay those moments over and over again. Mm-hmm. So that for me is just the best thing.
4: Sweet. Love it. I know for me it's like the 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 process of like bringing the songs together like composition wise and recording I think my favorite moments so far in Karma have been like when I get a little text from like Sydney Sophia or Rain and it's just like a new song with just piano and vocals I'm like yes I get to go make a little demo now and then and then that and like bringing the songs to life in the studio because I feel like of all the aspects of Music, performing, recording, and all that. My favorite thing is like the nitty gritty, like when you're in the studio and you, you're trying to get like one thing right, and it might take 10 times or 20 times or 30 times. And then when you finally get it, it's like, yes. Because well, some people don't Tom have the patience it. for that stuff. Yeah, some he's exactly. literally yeah. a one say, try, one try one, wonder. A like he have to try. <laughs> it took me two tries to get the tequila two bottle <laughs> part. Oh. It, was, it
6: was a little excessive. Um, yeah, but like, it's like
4: that. that process, that like, that that, like, just fine-tuning and piecing it together until it sounds like whatever emotion that the girls were trying to convey feels like a complete Mm -hmm. just art product, that's, like, my favorite part. Mm -hmm. Cool. You know? I've always said if I had, like, an option, like, A, B, like, same amount of working hours, same amount of, like, income, if it was, like, performing live or, like, being in the studio writing songs,
6: like, I would always pick, like, writing and being in the studio. Like, I just love that aspect of it so much. Interesting. So... I'm probably the same way I don't I mean I, I love playing live and you know it's never there's it's a natural aspect of the whole thing but for me it's the writing and just the being creative you know and I get to it's a place for me to all the things I've been studying throughout the week to like well maybe I can use it here or maybe or try to or try I don't know I, I just love that whole process mm-hmm. of it you know just the the musical, going from zero to the completed project and what that entails and, I don't know, and just growing from it. I just threw in through and, and will play music music for the rest of my life or be creative in some way, shape, or form. So, yeah, that, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like what he was saying. Like, if I could stay in a studio or, you know, make the same money writing music as playing live, I would choose the writing aspect of it more so. I mean, I, but again, I love playing live. It's, right. it's fun, but... Yes, yeah, so I don't want to give up either one. Me. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, yeah, I would have to pick to one. one. No, nope, you got to choose right now. <laughs> <laughs> pill, <blue>
5: pill.
8: <laughs> like,
1: no. Yeah, I think, I think for me, it's, it's really interesting in the grand scheme of things because like, like I know for these guys, they're professional musicians. They've always dedicated themselves to music, always with the attention of playing music for their entire life. And I think I can safely say
5: for all of us, that was never the intention until
1: it happened. (laughs) And I mean, especially for me, I can say with confidence, like I never in a million years thought that I would even play piano after high school when I didn't take lessons anymore (laughs) until I went to that concert. Uh, And and so I I really never intended to do music and to have something kind of (laughs) fall into your lap to suddenly become a dream is honestly insane uh and and I think the thing that keeps driving me is is that feeling that that I first felt and like wanting to bring that to other people and in in such a magical way I think the live performing aspect is like something that I really like crave and just drives me because I've Always been a performer, so and because that is what got me into it uh, is is just is just so insane, and it's just it's just so amazing. I, I think just that we are making music that kind of doesn't conform to a lot of the boxes that a lot of music does these days. Keeps driving me because I can't wait to see what we're gonna do next. Because honestly, like we have no idea until it like happens, and we're like, oh, I had no idea we're gonna write this kind of song, but we did. And I think that is keeps you on your toes. Mm -hmm. So I I think that's that's huge for me.
3: Um, I would say that the thing that keeps me really like you know wanting to make a career out of this, wanting to like revolve my life around it, is the fact that it's like it's it the act of creation is one of the only things that I find soothing in any capacity. Like it's, um, anybody who struggles with any kind of chemical imbalance like mentally like can attest to like the idea that sometimes you feel like lost to, you know, thoughts that you can't control and feelings you can't control that feel too big. And one of the only things that's that's pulled me out of it and like pulled me out of like, you know, a lot of like the traumatic things like I've been through and I'm sure a lot of people have been through like in their lives and a lot of other artists I've heard speak on this, like say the same, it's like, making something good out of a lot of really bad things that have happened to you. Like um like you can't things don't happen for a reason, you, you give them a reason. And I think the fact that I could possibly write something one day that resonates with someone in a similar position to me or a completely different position, you know, that alone like makes me feel a million times better than anything else. Like it's it's almost like nauseating like like just how like intensely I love the thought of helping someone else through like documenting my own like struggles. It's really, there's nothing else like it.
0: Mm. Wow. Nice. Tim. Love it. Tim.
8: You're not off. I'm the I'm the baby in this family and I've, I've been a part of it for a a short while now, but like when you're my biggest joy in music is, is playing with other great musicians and, People who are like inspiring to me and just are great at what they do, and that I, I can feed off them. And, like, I mean, this music speaks to me in a lot of different ways, and I'm glad to be a part of it. It's, it's Sweet. Awesome.
0: Love it. Well, thanks. Those were incredible answers. Yeah. <laughs> Way deeper and more <laughs> than I was even I was expecting. Uh, blew my mind. <clears throat> Where did the name come from?
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh Accident. God. It was, yeah, accident. We, it, you would think yeah. that there was a very specific answer for a name like Karma and the Killjoys. Well, I thought
0: maybe like Karma and like the Killjoys, but nope. I didn't know. That's that what that
1: everyone so. thinks. I think Everyone's what
0: like do hey, you hey, um,
2: Genuinely, not. Michael's we, Karma. We were trying <laughs> to. Yeah, try actually, out a Michael's name. Karma. <laughs> yeah. We created, well, I created a list of like 96 potential options.
3: <laughs> they, were all uh, 96. Vetoed. <laughs> they were all vetoed
2: immediately as they should have. It was <laughs> such a hard process trying to think of
3: something that fit.
2: Yeah, but we liked the blank and the blank. We liked black yeah, and we then, landed
3: on Killjoys, and I was yeah. like, What's a word that begins Pointing with K? Joys. And I searched up words that begin with K. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and Sydney so said, Karma, the Killjoys sounds good. And we said,
3: Love it, and then we've given it more meaning along the way. We like to justify it. Yeah, Um, (laughs) it just sounded cool, but honestly, it really fits us. It really fits.
1: Yeah, it it came out perfectly. Sadly, there's not a super like perfect story to go along with it. But
6: I feel like that's generally the case, though. yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's the real,
1: realistically. That's. (laughs) I mean.
8: The tattoo doesn't habits. have to have a meaning. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a tattoo sometimes. It's just a <laughs> You're just supposed to figure out tattoo. who's karma and who's yeah. the killer. Yeah, we we want
1: to keep people, people. people. Yeah. guessing. Yeah. So keep it ambiguous. You yeah, don't so really cut know. cut that part out. We'll, we'll make everyone Again, know. people can
8: put their own meaning to it. Yeah, exactly. Interpret in their own way. Seeing
0: symbolism. Carl whispered something in my ear. I had an idea, but. Also, I don't know why it whispered it because like you could just interject it and say it. I want <laughs> y'all to sing again. Oh my goodness!
5: <laughs> <laughs> Ten seconds still. Just, right. We should close Teens. it out with like,
1: something.
3: We could do the we beginning could. of Dangerous. Yeah, yeah. we can what,
1: give you
0: a
3: little you? album teaser. Can I ask yeah. one thing? Yeah. yeah. Sure.
0: Can y'all do that? But then also, could y'all do the chorus of Amelia? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We, could yeah, yeah, do, we could like do acapella.
0: Is that possible?
1: Yeah. Because I mean, it's sure. just got that
0: me. I won't do it. But like that part.
2: Yeah. Some parts sure. like wicked. Yeah, um, if I'm if I'm if I'm not into, and
3: I apologize.
2: Are we gonna get close together? And are gonna you gonna go hit Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you.
3: All right, which one are we doing first? We doing dangerous? Yeah, okay. dangerous. Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> this is all staying in, by the way.
2: <laughs> oh God. Ready? All right, I'm ready. <clears throat>
1: Woe to those who exchange dangerous glances. Woe to those
2: who take their time. Woe to pretty girls in beautiful dresses. They will always hear the church bells chime. But I stay far away from Dangerous glances, and still I suffer all
5: the time.
0: <laughs> that was amazing.
5: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That
0: was wicked. That it low that note that at the that end, that too. Though. That was. Oh, thanks. Like, oh, down. it's a
1: little too low. That was great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm like, turn that one up right here. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, and now, can you indulge me with Amelia? Oh, just sure. sure. That would be amazing. I could just do it e on my phone. You could,
1: but I could also take precious time. I just think it's funny
2: her. watching her.
1: <laughs> no, literally watching her, she
2: waddles.
4: I was say
5: cross She's to me on me. a mission. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes.
2: Can, can, I, can I get counted in? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a one, two, three, four, a me? Yeah. Okay. All
2: okay. right. One, two, three, four, a me. girl of the millennia. The modern woman does and feels she'll never die, she won't quit. And you know, she'll never kneel a me. The viper that bites. The heel says to die. Make a deal. Or reinvent the wheel.
0: Sweet.
1: We've <laughs> never done that. We've never done that. Never. Wow.
0: That's awesome. Oh, I am honored. I so Thank naked. you so much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, was naked. it was so
2: nice. Yeah. 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 Unpeeled. On your voice note. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. no, I I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> is
7: that close to how they start? Obviously, we not three-part harmony going
5: on, but yeah, without three-part harmony,
1: just like that. Yeah.
2: So all of the songs are because I, I can't I can't do anything. Uh let's literally just me going, yeah with nothing so it's total acapella see mine are always
3: chords that rain completely disregards and rewrites her own version of it I love doing that just so I can like Mark the difference between like somebody who only knows chords and somebody who's actually trained.
1: <laughs>
5: well, sometimes
3: they stay. They always influence it somehow. Sometimes
5: higher, they stay
1: a little bit. Right? Yeah,
3: higher. Yeah. Yeah. higher yeah. Yeah. That's Michael's
5: higher, favorite same. song. You, nice.
3: <laughs> you're, you're not playing the chords. It's
8: just an inside joke. Your- I mean, no, kind of I can't. Kind of <laughs>
1: <like, laughs>
8: <like, laughs> you being, like the stinker. Guitar player. Oh out. yeah, I mean, it, it was blade, the stink. Probably, you were the stink like, in that stink.
5: Yeah, yeah. I don't want to
7: keep this going any longer. It has to, but y'all. Does that like blow your mind that you can start it with a voice note? Yes.
1: <laughs> no,
3: it's literally insane. It's, it blows no,
7: mind. it's
1: absolutely crazy, especially like meeting them. And like I know me and Thomas have talked about this a lot because I I was so curious, like how bands normally function, I guess, because I n- none of us had been in a band before. And so to me, this makes sense. Like I was like, well, yeah, I mean, when you have three songwriters, like they write what they do and then I write what we do and then you guys write what y'all do. And I was like, is that like how bands write? Like, is that normal?
4: Normally you sit around in a garage and you disagree until someone gives up.
1: And when he told me that, I was <laughs> like, well, that sounds hard.
4: I was someone like, gives that
1: sounds that's really good.
2: hard. Literally, I think we'll yeah. yeah. stick to this. See, this, <laughs> is, this is the rough recording of Olivia. Here we go. Let's go. Oh, yes. So it was also, it was, it was titled, titled something differently, but this is just me. And if it's really bad, oh my God. I was a child. Okay. She's She's I was a child. Hold the
3: microphone. Breaking. I'm scared. It might be bad. It's probably going to be horrible.
4: You put the speaker next to the microphone.
2: Just <laughs> so more you're allowed. Of
0: course. That's wild.
2: I sent this to Rain. She sent it to both of us. Yeah.
0: Are you See, there's back? a few,
1: She'll there's a few quit. snaps.
0: Hold die. on, that was the first thing you sent them for the yeah. song. Yeah.
1: So I literally, I just send this, and I slightly just different that. lyrics, and there was a yeah. little bit of snapping you heard. That
0: sounds like the song. And yeah.
1: that was exactly. <laughs> it. Exactly. You Because the, the whole, whole ra- song the is there. That's the whole song.
0: Right.
4: It's all there. It's just getting from point A to point B. That's what was so refreshing for us. Because like we've probably all been in a situation where like you sit around and you try to figure out from the ground up, like what what are we gonna play here? Yeah. And so when we would get recordings of the songs and they're done, it's like, wow, this is amazing. It's,
8: like Ryan said earlier yeah. that her her parts and her piano parts are so busy that it makes it harder for us And it's like it's the complete opposite what? like everything's already there I mean I if the, the song drama. whole song is there in the <laughs> chorus or the hook, you know It's just getting from point A to point B after that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the harmony and melody is there So it's yeah, exactly. Like, it's just
4: like
6: we're just find a way to just Reinforce just fill it. In the yeah gaps. yeah. For I Amelia, am. but not necessarily dangerous glances. You know, it's there, like, like yeah, it, just
4: it depends. depends on the some, the some of the songs. <laughs> you know, are more yeah. Like
6: it's like funny because those are both <laughs> about,
2: of mine. Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah,
6: yeah.
1: Yeah, it definitely, it definitely That's depends. True. Like for for those when you have the voice memo, like it's it's sometimes just like makes sense what goes there, and then and then other times like. I, I take some like liberties on like transitional things, putting however many measures between a verse and a chorus or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. I take a lot of like liberties sometimes because, you know, like maybe maybe Sylvia doesn't have the exact timing right. what that she wants out of it. And then yeah. you know, sometimes that stuff can be up to, up for, you know, debate if sure. if you know we can talk about that, but but yeah, for the most part, like that's that sounds wild. like how Starts it is, right? Spinning. It's just different lyrics yeah. and the beat is a little yeah, different. So I mean and, it's like, and it's like, just, just me, yeah. and this
2: going, that's catchy. But it's there. That's insane, yeah. It's there, yeah. That's cool. Because yeah. yeah.
7: I mean, that was like the song. Yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. Also, uh-huh.
7: y'all sing beautifully. I'm going to say that again. Oh, yeah. thanks. you. Y'all are lucky to get to have that. Absolutely. Very fortunate. to
8: listen to that.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> cool. Sweet. Well, thank y'all so much. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank thank you. you. This so Sydney, Rain, Thomas, Tim, and Michael, thank you all individually and thank you. as a band for spending time with me. Thank this you so awesome. much. Thanks, thanks
1: so much, much for your yeah. thoughtful yeah. questions. That was, that was so fun. Yeah, it was great. great. Yeah. Great, great questions.
0: questions. We about and ourselves. thanks Johnny for letting us hang out. Oh, the really, really thanks Johnny. Johnny. Sweet. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. Thanks again to the band for being up for this crazy episode and hanging out with us for a couple of hours. Thanks to Johnny for letting us use his space. Uh, if you missed it while we were talking about it on the episode, Carmen the Killjoys have a few dates coming up that are happening after I post this podcast. So April 2nd, they're playing at the LSU Gumbo Run. April 30th at the Festival International in Lafayette. And they're playing again at Chelsea's in Baton Rouge, which is going to be sick, May 7th, 10.30 p.m. Uh, Of course, go follow them on all the social medias, uh, but definitely Instagram, Karma and the Killjoys on Instagram. Look them up on Spotify, download and listen listen to their tracks. The album is coming out soon. I can't wait for that. I know you can't either, but if you follow them everywhere, you will see it when it comes out. Thanks again uh, to Karma and the Killjoys for hanging out. Thanks again to you, as always, for listening to these episodes. This was a ton of fun. Hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you on the next one.